Well, everybody, DC dropping some bombs over the course of the past couple of weeks. Mainly featuring that clown pl prince of crime, maybe? That's right. Me and Troy will be discussing the hot, controversial, some say, animated series, or animated feature film, I should say, The Killing Joke, and... You know, this little independent movie that came out called Suicide Squad. Getting a little buzz out there, maybe. Some for the bad, though. But, we'll, hey, you have to hear what we got to say about it. All on this exclusive double Joker feature review of The Review. <laughs> Troy, what did I say about interrupting my intros? Zip, zip it up. Zip. It up. Zip it up. Review, review. Zip it up. Zip it up. Here it goes. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm JT3K. <laughs> JT, it was good to see you weasel your way out of that intro. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think I fought through that like a plastic bag. Just, <laughs> like a mouse in a plastic bag. <laughs> Oh boy, we got quite a show for you, as JT said. A big twofer. Twofer. You like the Joker? Guess a what? Hot twofer. We got a hot twofer <laughs> dropping right in your ears yep. tonight. In your ears. We are not only just doing Killing Joke, yeah. but we also are doing that hot indie movie. Hot independent. <laughs> Barely got paid for. I think a, they did some crowd they, some crowdfunding for it. <laughs> right. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Both movies controversial. Controversial. Very controversial. They stirred up the pot. They did. Nerds are those. fucking freaking out right now. <laughs> we'll get to those at the top of the I hour. I think I saw a few of them light themselves on fire and jump off a building. Just being like, DC! <laughs> Splat. <laughs> <laughs> but first off, let's get into what was happening besides these two this week. Okay. Starting with the Winter Soldier. Oh. The character, old Bucky Barnes himself. Is winter coming again? <laughs> he will be, and he will be coming in Infinity War. Good. Confirmed, he will be in that all-star lineup. In the big five-minute pan of all the characters in Infinity War. <laughs> five characters. <laughs> it's going to have less than... Did I say five characters? Yeah. I said I meant five-minute pan of oh. all the characters. Okay. If I didn't say that, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> you looking forward to that uh, movie, JT? Um, yeah, sure. It could be hot on our heels. It's, it's, it's on the... Cinematic Horizon. What comes out first? Justice League? Oh, yeah, Justice League. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. they're already filming that. Oh, yeah. Stupid idiot. Me. <sighs> Fucking idiot. Loser. <laughs> what Stay a loser. Staying in the Marvel series of films, the Tinkerer 
some may call him the terrible tinkerer, will be for sure in Spider-Man Homecoming Uh confirmed as one of its villains. Not only will the vulture be in there, but the tinkerer will be in there as well. The tinkerer. The tinkerer. Do you know who the tinkerer is, Joel? The villain or who's playing him? The villain. No. Oh. (laughs) Well, the tinkerer is... uh, He was just a regular Spider-Man villain who tinkered with things... Oh. Uh, like machinery and shit. Oh, I got gotcha. Try to get at Spider-Man. Oh, look, Spider-Man. I set your clock back five minutes slower. <laughs> Looks like you're late for work. <laughs> but uh, he's more recently been more of a go-to for other supervillains in order to get like their stuff that they work with. Like, Shocker ah. goes to him to get his like shock gauntlets fixed. Or oh. Scorpion goes to get the tail. Or Vulture, who's in Homecoming, yeah. may go for him to get those wings. Get some wings? Some wings? Maybe he'll have like, a, have like a fridge full of Red Bulls? Could be. <laughs> he speaks in that weird British accent the whole time. Yep. Tinkra, I need to get my wings! That's not even British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he's kind of like a black market uh, go-to for all these bad dudes. Gotcha. To get their stuff. I like that. I like that. Me too. Me too. I I saw that he's played by the guy who plays uh, Piper's brother in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, Michael uh, Chernus. Yeah. Never heard of him before. I had to look up his IMDB. IMDB. And uh, IMDB'd him. Saw he was in Captain Phillips, Born Legacy, and Orange is the New Black. But I never saw any of those, so I yeah. don't know who this guy is. He's pretty good in Orange is the New Black. Good. He plays kind of like a hippie in it, so a hippie. Probably be a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more different in Spider-Man: Homecoming than in Orange is the New Black. We'll see. Uh, from what I saw, he's a f- younger-looking fella. Yeah. And the tinker is usually geriatric. Troy, which open makes your mind, bro. I my mind is open. Open your my mind. mind is open, Let man. Let absorb <laughs> all, of the, all of the eccentricities of the tinkerer. <laughs> uh, this is hot news. Oh, fuck. Hot. Jumping over to the DC side. Maybe just tickling the balls of what we're talking about later, top of the hour. Oh, shit. Man of Steel 2 yeah. is now in active development oh, for a movie to be made. That's all I got. Good. There's no other info besides that. I don't know what that means. Please it's an make the villain. Please make the villain be Mr. Mixelplixen. <laughs> that would be a very <laughs> far jump <laughs> from super serious Zod to some fifth dimensional imp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Oh, that's how it's that's how it's pronounced. No, I don't even know how it's pronounced, Good. to be honest. But I always know he's voiced by Gilbert Gottfried, so <laughs> get him for Man of Steel two. <laughs> that's what we need. Spider Man, why don't you suck my dick? <laughs> what are you doing, Superman? That's a terrible Gilbert Gottfried. Superman, get out of the way before I. <laughs> Fuck you in the ass! 
Oh shit! Get ready for that in spite in uh, Superman, Superman two. two, Man of Steel two. It's I actually saw a funny two. tweet today. It was uh, because of spoilers. Superman's death and man and uh, <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet of uh, it was Swiss Army Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> like Aquaman yes. is holding up a dead Superman, oh, making him perfect. do stuff. Oh, perfect! <laughs> and I was loving it. That I is, loved it. It's amazing. <laughs> so, like, it gives him a boner that shoots like laser <laughs> lasers. Beams. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to see that. But um, yeah, I'd be looking forward to see a Man of Steel too. Oh yeah, I'm a fan of the first one. Yeah. I liked it. I know it has its flaws. Yeah. I'm aware. Oh, but yeah. I still, I still in the favor of it. All right. There we go. Uh, my last bit of news. No, I didn't get much today. Okay. Not that I thought was worthy of the show. Okay. I'm cutting out the fat. Cut the fat. Trimming the fat. Cut the fat. Ghostbusters. Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah. We saw it. We reviewed it. Yep. Go back to our review. Go to back. See what we thought. Yep. You might be pleasantly surprised, or it might just be kind of like what everyone else was saying. Right. That's about probably the latter is what you'd probably be expecting. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters 2, probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people called it up top just because they're dicks, but we got the numbers. Yeah. Right now. It won't happen because it took a, a roughly $70 million loss. Oh, yeah. Didn't have enough legs overseas so much it did pretty good domestically yeah well it didn't play in, that their thing that killed him was it didn't play in china right because china doesn't like china ghosts. doesn't like yeah well china doesn't like anything that seems of like uh of like demon or like possession or demon yeah. demonic so it didn't get it's a uh, little pick me up over there and with uh what was i gonna say I don't know. Oh, and with advertising, yeah, which usually doubles the production cost. Oh yeah, they would have to make about three hundred mil to break even, and I don't think it made that. Mm, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it made though. Yeah, um, but it it still is coming out in like Mexico and I think Central America, a little bit. Ooh, cómo está? So it could still get a little bit of money. But uh, it's. I don't think it's going to reach no. its goal. No. I never hear of Central America being a hot no. center for movies. Well, not including Suicide Squad yet, because we haven't reviewed it. It's going to happen. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Suicide But But uh, compared to everything else I've kind of seen this summer, with the exception of maybe one or two things, this summer really sucked. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of hype for not a lot of payoff. Yeah. Everything just kind of seemed like the same. Mm. We can get to that. <laughs> Maybe okay. later in the show. All right. A lot of similarities of a lot of movies. All right. In recent years. Okay. That's all. I exhausted my news. Okay. JT. So well, you're going to have to hop on that news train. Hopping on. I'm going to kick you off. I'm going to hop on myself. <laughs> a lot of... Uh, got, a, got a couple uh, remake news, Troy. Oh, boy. A little remake news. First of all... Were you a big fan of The Crow? Did you see The Crow at all, Troy? Yeah, I've seen The Crow. I like it. They're going to reboot it, of course. Uh, and they just <laughs> casted the person that will be taking over the iconic 
Brendan Lee role. Mm. Mm. It will be mm. Jason Momoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Seems a little off. Yeah. Uh, like, just because he has, like, I think they only cast him because he has long black hair. That's about the only thing he really has in common. Like, he's supposed to be pale and dead. Yeah. And I like the crow not being, like, a big, huge beefcake. Yeah. Like, that's that's the whole thing. He's supposed to look not look intimidating. So then, like, criminals are like, oh, what the fuck? What do you want? And then he ends up, like, killing him because he can't die. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a fan of that news. Yeah. JT. It's not good. I like I Momoa. Wasn't a fan. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh, I like Momoa. Don't get me wrong. I like Momoa. I'm not getting you wrong. You like Momoa. Okay. Just But, yeah, I think somebody else, I don't know, like, Brendan Lee did a pretty great job at it for what the movie was, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like a... It was a more of a cult hit that had legs afterwards. Yeah. But, like, I liked I liked him a lot in it. I don't know who picked... who. There was, like, a Crow 2 and maybe a Crow 3? Yeah, they definitely casted somebody else for those. I never saw them. I, I don't think them. they got really good reviews, but... Yeah, they exist. <laughs> <laughs> But I did like Crow 1. Crow, the first Crow was really good. I enjoyed it. Another movie about to be rebooted, Troy. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen Scarface? Actually, no. I've never seen Scarface. Never seen Scarface. Nope. Well, nothing, nothing set in stone yet, but they do have a director. Oh, boy. Antoine Fuqua. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think he would definitely capture the street element of it quite well. Yeah. He's the director of Training Day. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, other things. I can't remember what. Mm-hmm. But I know Training Day for sure. Mm-hmm. So it should be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> the entire main cast of Ocean's 8, the all-female Ocean's 11, has finally been put out. Oh, really? Yes. Here's the list of the eight, Troy. I'm ready. We got Sandra Bullock, old Sandy B. Sandy B. Head, heading it up. Kate Blanchett. Mm. Put up in there. Anne Hathaway. Oh, all right. Is in there. All right. Rihanna. Oh. Rihanna's in there. <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter. Of all course. right. All right. Back on board. <laughs> Mindy Kaling. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's in there. I'm and really of course, the biggest stoked. name of them all. A rapper by the name of oh. Aquafina. God damn it. <laughs> you got to get that breakout star in there, Troy. No. Get that breakout star in there. Really? She's going to break out. We'll see. Aquafina. It's the Aquafina sans. <laughs> My God. My God. So there, you, there's your Oceans 8 that will be coming out sometime in the future don't even know if it's near but (laughs) yeah last bit of reboot news troy they are redoing dirty rotten scoundrels oh yeah the steve martin slash michael kane comedy they have casted one of said dirty rotten scoundrels Mm -hmm. and it's going to be in the same sense of the all-female casting okay They've casted Rebel Wilson okay, to be one of the quote-unquote right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I like Rebel Wilson. Yeah. In 
small doses. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I like her. Yeah. I feel like she can be tiring if she's if she's uh, overplayed. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get a good maybe we'll get a good director. Yeah, maybe we'll get a good director for this reboot that they're just gonna throw out there because people are gonna be attached to the name. Who knows? Hey, who knows? Who knows? I don't. What's throwing me off is like they're doing all these reboots, which number one, ugh, yeah. But you know they're gonna suck compared to the originals, and they're trying to do it with a female cast. Which, I don't know if anyone saw all the, like, the stuff for Ghostbusters, but, like, it doesn't go over well <laughs> at no, all. No. So it already has, like, negative buzz on it when they're trying to reboot something that, I don't know, not all this stuff is hugely beloved. No. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of, like, past properties where, like, I don't even think people that were really into it are gonna, like... Might be dead. They might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. Like I'm totally for like an all female property, like a comedy. Bridesmaids yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, come up with your own property and yeah. make it all female. Not I have even, like these. So you don't have these fucking sexist assholes being yeah. like, why the fuck? Why are you ruining my Ghostbusters with a bunch <laughs> of bit with a bunch of bitches? <laughs> and I like Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I don't reviews know. on here. Check it out. Check it out. Go back. See what we said in full. Yeah. Or don't. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? (laughs) But my lord, just come up with something else, for Christ's sake. That's not Bad Moms. Yeah. Oh, that was not so good. (laughs) Bad Moms. Is your review for Bad Moms going to get worse as it goes on? (laughs) As the weeks go on? Could be. Good. We're going to come back and be like, so Troy, Bad Moms. Oh, my God. That utter dog shit of a movie. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Who cares? Whatever. Troy. Bad Moms 2 coming at you. Got some DC <laughs> news to, to tack on to your DC news. I'm ready. Some Aquaman film news, actually. Ooh. They, uh, actually, you might have said this before. I'm not sure. Did you say who the villain in, in Aquaman is supposed to be? I don't think so. Well, they released it this week. Oh, hot. Hot release. Hot release. They have dropped the name of the villain in the Solo Aquaman film. Can I guess? It's got to be one of two villains. Okay. Number one, Black Manta. Number two, Ocean Master. It is Black Manta. It was my number one pick. (laughs) Ah, great. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Black Manta is the choice. Great. He's a pretty cool villain, and he's a person of color, too, which is great. All if right. you couldn't tell by the black part of his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've, like, when I was reading up on it, they said, like, in the newer in the newer ones, like, he's just a guy, like, in a suit or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always just been a guy in a suit. Okay. Yeah. He's like a, a, a surface person, such yeah. as ourselves. A surface dweller. Right. So who, to like, say. has a, a really bad case of the Aquaman, and so he really just wants to take it to him. Okay. He's more like a glorified, like, ultimate scuba diver, essentially. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. he's like James Cameron. <laughs> yes. If James Cameron had a submarine suit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You nailed it. You really did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so watch Aquaman take on a, a James Cameron-like villain. Right. 
in Aquaman. Yeah, right. That took your fancy. That you pretty much. That was a great elevator pitch right Good. there. Good. I like it. Good. Good. Synergy. Good. <laughs> great. Good. Great. Good. <laughs> Season two of American Crime Story. That first one with O.J. Simpson. Hot. The one I've been getting glory, glowing reviews for, Troy. You heard it. Glory hold. I glory hold the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. I glory hold the shit out of it. Who, who Season would? two. Yeah. Coming out with a few details for it. Oh, boy. It's going to center around Hurricane Katrina. Really? Yeah. Not sure what the official case is going to be, but hmm. it's going to involve something with Hurricane Katrina. I figured it'd be like a like the Ramsey case or something yeah. along the lines of that. Yeah. Somebody put out like oh, an interesting one would be the, uh, what was that? That guy that shot his wife. Like you the, it down. <laughs> yeah. He was like on a, <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. I have to look it up or something. But right. yeah, he was like a he was like a, another famous TV actor who was just like uh, like Robert something. Durst. Like, no, not Robert Durst. <laughs> but like he shot his wife. I killed them. I killed them all. Killed them all. Troy, I've yeah. got some in your wildest dreams news for you right now. Oh, can't wait. Miles Teller says that he would star in a Fantastic Four sequel. In your wildest dreams. Exactly. That's <laughs> been another segment of In Your Wildest Dreams. <laughs> we got trailers coming up later, but I got one that's going to drop tomorrow that's going to be hot. Oh, my. Apparently, I can already on, feel the heat. On NBC, during Olympics coverage, because no one gives a shit. No. No. They're going to drop a brand new Rogue One trailer. Oh, shit. So probably expect that next week. Great. In our, what we've been watching. Or no, in our, uh, you know, it's done. You know, it's done. So many segments, Troy. I can't keep track of all of them. All these segments we do. Can't oh, keep track, keep of, track of, of I know. But I do have some Star Wars news to wet your palate before then, though, oh. Troy. Some pretty big news, actually, <laughs> from Star Wars. I'm from the Star palate. Wars set. Some hot news from the Star Wars set, Troy. Oh my god. Too hot. It's too hot. I can't keep I can't keep track of this. <laughs> Apparently, on the Star Wars set. Now, this is some this is some pretty hot gossip, too. Hot goss? Like you, you know, shits. I don't know if we can really say this legally. Oh my. Should we open the rumor mill so it's not libel or slander? Maybe you might. Might have to. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay. So, Troy. This is hot off Hot off the Star Wars set, in the process of filming. Oh my! Shit's going down. Oh. So gosh. much so that John Boyega, oh. on the Star Wars set, oh. caught a Pikachu on Pokemon Go. Get out! Yes, a wild Pikachu. He caught a wild on the set. Pikachu roaming on the set of Star Wars Episode Eight. Wow. What a time to be alive. Guys, I told you. You just had to wait. There you go. There's some hot Star Wars news for you. That is, that's amazing. They're not just everywhere. They're the rarest of the rare. The rarest. Rarest. And there, there you go. Just a famous guy, John Boyega, finds one on a set of Star Wars 8. Yeah. Just a, just a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid <laughs> trying to make it, just, just trying to make a living. There you go. Here comes a Pikachu. There you go. That life made. Lesson to all you kids out there. 
Become actors. Yep, then you can catch Pikachus <laughs> on your Pokemon Go. The power is yours. The power is yours. <laughs> Troy, yep. got some uh, what may or may not be good news as a po- as uh, compared to what we might think of the movie later on. Talking about Suicide Squad. Troy grabbing some brews. Anyways, Troy. I'm here. This may or may not be good news to you as to how well you thought of Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad. Opinions, top of the hour. Opinions will happen, but right now we've got to keep on the edge of your seat. Before we get the, in opinions, we got to get the facts. Here's the facts. Jack. Suicide Squad. This weekend, officially the highest grossing movie in August. Heard it. I heard that. Dethroned. Guardians of the Galaxy. Wild. Wildly. That is wild. Ooh, that is wild. <laughs> wild stuff. <laughs> Get out of here, Johnny Carson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, my oh, God. No. What the hell? Why, Troy, I told you to close the door before we started. It's too hot. It's too hot ah. in these summer months. Got to leave it open. We have random, obscure stars that wander in all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Carson, we'll sit over there by hypothetical man. Oh, and RDJ. Man. I forgot that he was still here. Yeah. He's screwy. Hypothetical man, RDJ, Bernard, who should not be sitting. And I, think I can't Steve see Austin. over there, Bernard. Yeah. Are you sitting? Are you sitting on Stone Cold Steve Austin's lap? Get up! Jesus Christ. Okay, well. There we go. So I, I can't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> with a $135 million weekend being the highest grossing movie in August to date. I actually have more moves. More moves. More moves. Box office news to follow that. All right. If you're down for it. Give it to if me. it's not going to derail you a bit. Give it to me. Uh, by end of day yesterday, Tuesday, Tuesday, it's made 161 million with a 175 million dollar budget, and that's just domestically. Jesus, I know. So it's getting close to its budget domestically, worldwide. Oh wow, Pitbull style, it's made 294.3 million. Jesus, I know. It's gonna soon be in the green. Surpassing all that ad budget. I don't know what the advertising budget for this movie is. It's got to be a lot. So I'm assuming if it's roughly double, it's uh, $325 to break even. Gotcha. It's getting close. It's getting there. It's only first weekend. Yep. Who knows? It might drop off from this weekend. Or it might just explode more because of how awesome it is. We don't know. Don't know? You, You don't know until you find out our opinion. Later on the show. Reactions are split. Reactions. Reactions. More, more on that later. More later. I'm actually very curious to find out your opinion on it because you Me came too. out you came out of the theater and you were like, you stayed stone faced the whole time. Like I was trying to read you. <laughs> I was trying to do the same to you. <laughs> like I was trying to read you like Jesus Christ. He's like like you almost looked like melancholy, like mm-hmm. I can't tell if this is a good melancholy or a bad melancholy. I know. We were in a mixed crowd. It was we a big were. crowd. 
We, we were. were yeah, we were. And I wanted to chat about it so bad. I know. But our friendship it's, has gotten to this point where we just ruin conversations. We do. In public, in public appearances. We do. You know whose opinion I really wanted? What? Dinosaur Neils. I know. I he was came out to... almost a little morose. Really? <laughs> I thought so. I, I, I shared a few things with him back and forth, but it wasn't really into like the actual opinion of the entire movie. It was like just small things here and there. Oh boy! So I don't really—I don't even really know like his complete response to the entire film. Once we get to it, I have a Ghost Hunter Dave's reactions. Okay. I saw him over the weekend. Okay. He gave me his full thoughts. Gotcha. So I'm curious. I he he did—he did enjoy BVS. He did enjoy it. So I'm willing. I'm when we get curious to, to see what he has to say. But before then, Troy, more news. More news. I got some. Uh, I got some news on a show that I'm probably going to want to watch. Oh, God. On VH1. VH1. VH1? I know, right? VH1 is... here. Yeah. VH1 always looks like absolute bullshit. <laughs> Anything VH1 comes out with, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Unless it's I Love the 90s or something. Oh, yeah. Perfect shows. Yeah. But anyways, VH1 is apparently releasing a TV show starring Martha Stewart... And Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what? Where they host dinner parties with other celebrities. You know what? That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is some idea somebody cooked up while baked. Probably oh, my Snoop God. Dogg. Yeah. And it sounds great. I know. Like, as I was reading this, I was like, this sounds weird. And then as I thought about it, I'm like... That sounds like one of the best things that could ever be on TV. <laughs> when what episode do you think Martha Stewart Martha Stewart <laughs> will say fashizzle my nizzle? Oh, like the minute it starts. <laughs> That'll be the opening first credits. minute. First minute. <laughs> Great. First minute. Great. I'm I'm can't wait for the episode where Snoop Dogg like Sneaks a little marijuana and whatever she made. Oh, that's right. And then she'll be like, hmm, this uh, oregano-based <laughs> meatloaf seems very saucy. <laughs> I do say I have the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait, Troy. Anyways, Troy. Yes. Got some... Got some RDJ news. RDJ sitting right across from us over right now. RDJ, did you give JT this news? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Clear your throat, RDJ. It is. It Ew. is. Oh, my God. You are Fucking sick. Christ. Anyway, what what did he tell you? Well, RDJ did an interview. We'll say it's with us. Could have been a, a, in a in, uh, website, too. But he told me personally, too. So Great. This is two sources. Taking this from double confirmed, double confirmed. Uh, Troy, I know how you talk about how much you want, you want that movie TV crossover for Marvel, right? Like you want that so bad. It's one of the things I want the most. Good. Some well, me. RDJ is on your side. That's right. Oh, on side. Oh God! <laughs> is that a? <laughs> I don't know what if you're. What was that? Are you burping or choking? Don't worry about it. Oh. Don't worry about it. All God. right. 
I just don't want you to die on my floor. One. Yeah. First of all, you got to be in some more Marvel films. Like, you've got a contract. I mean, we're, we're, we're saying the news on here. We, we don't want to be considered slanderous. Right. Right. So, come on, RDJ. Get, get healthier. Yeah, and get up off the floor. You look like shit. <laughs> I don't know. But that's Man. good. I'm glad he wants that. That's what I want. Yeah. I Yeah, that would be good. Be good. It would be good. It would be a guaranteed win. Yeah. I throw that 100%. 100%. 100%. More Marvel news though, Troy. Oh my. Some more Marvel people trying to push for something. I know uh you brought up Squirrel Girl, how it's like the hot new mm-hmm. role in hot new IP. The hot new hot <laughs> new hot new role in in Hollywood right now. Everyone wants it. Mm-hmm. Well, Edgar Wright putting his two cents in, not to be Squirrel Girl. Oh, whew. Thought that he was. <laughs> but he's putting his name behind Anna Kendrick. Oh. He wants her to have the role of Squirrel Girl. All right. That's like three so. people right now. Yeah. There's like Anna Kendrick, one. Yeah. Edgar Wright, two. Somebody else, I heard. But I don't know the who it is. The chick who played Barb, I think you said. No, well, to be. yeah, but somebody else was also, oh, also behind Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So Anna Kendrick, she's in the lead for that it's, role. It's a shame. In the lead for because that role. Because I think uh, Shannon Purser would personally be a better fit. Mm-mm. Controversy, possibly. Mm-mm. We stirred it up, stirring up the pot here. Well, Troy, that that is what's done of my regular news. But I do have. Oh God! I got a bit, Troy. Oh, got a bits. Happens. It's part of life, Troy. Mm. You gotta sing it. Gotta sing <coughs> it. <coughs> RDJ, what are you? RDJ, do you want to do the honors? Yeah. No, why didn't I do? Oh fuck. <laughs> You sound like Remind a trucker. To never ask you to do anything again. Yeah. You you freak me out, to be honest. Why are you bleeding from the mouth now? God. Sick is what he is. Man. Get a tissue. I didn't know that, that period of drug use took so much out of him. I mean, how could it not? Really? I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, I was as I was as surprised as everybody else when he made his comeback. But then, then it's like you find out it's all smoke and mirrors, and he's actually just actually in really bad shape. But then he like, oh man, I know. It's kind of sad to watch. I I'm know. Sorry, RDJ. What are you looking at? Did you hear that pop noise? I did too. I did. What was that? I don't know. Something probably blew up. Who cares? But, <laughs> Troy. Yes. Got a uh, Neil's Bits for you. David Huddleston, Troy. I don't know who Died that is. 85. Who is that? Tell me who that is, as well as the David audience. Huddleston is the official, the titular Lebowski 
in the Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. Yes. He is the man who was in the wheelchair. All right. That's too bad. Yeah. It was a good part. It was a good part. Yeah, they uh he has joined he has joined his his butler. Um God damn it, what's his name? Oh boy. I know I fucked up. But anyways, terrible yeah. send off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, right. He played his butler. Right, right, right. They are now in heaven. <laughs> together. Together. Lebowski-ing. They're Lebowski-ing together. <laughs> for all time. For all, for all time. But yes, no, David Huddleston, Godspeed. Godspeed, Lebowski. Very good. Godspeed. So that'll probably do it for... Oh, no, wait. No, we still have to do... Uh, it all's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. You you know it's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. You you know it's done. You know. You know it's done. You you know it's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. We did it. It's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. You you know it's done. I did it. You know it's done. You know it's done. It's done. Done. <laughs> same send off. Same, same sounder every, every week. time. That's what it is. Exact same. We should probably change it up maybe pretty soon. I think yeah. people might be getting bored with it. It's getting stale. It's getting pretty stale. Anyways, Troy. Yes, sir. Two trailers we're talking about. First of all, a teaser. Mmm. A, mm, a little taste. Just a Just little. Tickled the, tickled the tip of your tongue. <laughs> right. With that teaser. With uh, Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. new flick, yep, Dunkirk, right? His first World War Two war movie, right? Saw a few images in it. Uh-huh. I know you saw it, Troy. I it did. was actually part of Suicide Squad. That's right. Showed right before Troy. What'd you think? Uh, well, it looks good. Yeah. For what I saw. Yeah. And. I don't know really what to make of it at all. <laughs> okay. But it has me intrigued because I heard that uh, it doesn't have to do with any weird, freaky ideas that yeah. he has. It's like just a World War II movie. Yeah. I liked how, yeah, even though it's it's just a plain World War II flick, like some of the images they showed in there were still look kind of surreal. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. they showed it, it still took me a while to be like, what am I looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, as little as what you saw, I still am yeah. very curious to see more. I was a big fan of how they send you off with the whole, uh, like, that boat full of soldiers. Uh-huh. And it's, like, so, like, it's so progressive where it goes from, like, one person noticing something to everyone noticing it to being, like, Oh shit! And ducking down like right. that in itself is like a small like thirty second story. You could right. tell like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a really good trailer. Me too. And uh, Nolan's got like a great just visual aesthetic. Yeah. That he uses that I think would like service like that era of movie very well. Oh yeah. Like kind of like a muted palette gray. Oh yeah. Kind this of... looks gray as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. <laughs> But yeah, I'm um I'm super excited to see more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I like I almost wish 
it was like a World War II story, and he had like a, I don't know, supernatural thing with it. Yeah. Like, I ju- I'm just, that's what I know Christopher Nolan for, doing something yeah. out of the box. Like Yeah. Well, like, The Dark Knight and stuff wasn't really considered that supernatural. I mean, it was kind of out there with, like, the things that they were going with. But Right, but, I mean, you're still dealing with, like, Batman. That's true. And then he did, like, uh, like, Prestige, Clone Machine. Yeah. And, like, uh, well, Inception. Memento, that wasn't really... I mean, it was it was unconventional storytelling, but it was right. still in in a uh, plausible scenario. Right. So that's I'm just, you know, wondering what what kind of Nolan flair he's going to throw on Ooh, this. I know. I'm a little little pumped for it. Me Kinda too. Want to see what he does with it. Me too. Dunkirk. Check it out. Yep. When it happens. Second trailer, Troy. Mm-hmm. Netflix trying to get we get us all excited. Yep. Getting us all excited for that Luke Cage. That's right, coming baby. Out September 30th. Really close. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. Real close. A lot more images from uh, in the trailer for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a huge fan of like the scene they show of the guy trying to punch him, and they like pretty much show like his entire hand imploding. <laughs> Just turning into jelly. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. But... Yeah, all the images I saw so far for it, I'm really on board. I'm kind of, I still don't know who the villain is supposed to be. I don't know. I know who the actor is playing him, but I don't know, like, who he's playing. Yeah. I have no idea. And I don't really know how he's supposed to be a threat either. It just seems like a normal, like, crime boss looking guy. Right. And then you got fucking Luke Cage, who is just the most invincible (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, on the planet. Yeah. Why did they just storm up to his house and crush his head? They're just having these scenes where they're just talking, and he's like, I'm going to fuck fuck you. He's saying that to Luke Cage, like, (laughs) you can't fuck with me. (laughs) You're in the same room with him, and you can do literally nothing to kill him. (laughs) I know. Like, why? What do you have on him that he can do nothing to you? I know, man. I don't know what it is. But I'm in... I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I'm intrigued. I haven't see... really made a stinker yet. No, Marvel has been on point with their uh, Netflix TV. Uni- well, in general, I think Marvel's been pretty good with their right. TV. I'm hoping that like this season, though, because like, even though I liked Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Daredevil season two, yeah, I felt like their season did run long, and I'm hoping like Luke Cage, yeah, doesn't do that. Especially yeah. since, like, he doesn't have, like, a villain like the Purple Man yeah. or, like, the Kingpin yeah. that can, like, also carry the weight of some of the stuff. You're, it's essentially a guy nobody knows. Yeah. So maybe that's to its strength because they mm-hmm. can do anything, you know. They, so. definitely, they, they definitely showed, like, maybe Night Nurse might have a pretty big part in this. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's in, she's in quite a bit of the trailer. Yeah. She might even be kind of like a love interest, actually, it looks like a little bit. Right. And I was uh, asking Chelsea, where do you think it's going to go? Do you think it's going to continue forward? Or is it going to, like, maybe be before he gets to the bar in Yeah, because I don't think he like, even brings Jessica up Jones. Jessica Jones at all I don't in, think the, so. in the trailer. Yeah. So, I'd be, that'd be cool. I can see why they'd want to press forward to get to, like, Defenders stuff. But yeah. even then, you wouldn't really have to because he kind of rides off on his own at the end of Jessica Jones. That's true. He can come back. And if he is doing an origin, like... He already had his powers in Jessica Jones. Yeah. So maybe it will be like a prequel type story. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see September 30th. 
September 30th. Can't wait. And I heard it's got like a killer soundtrack to the whole season too. Like oh, a lot of yeah, like, a lot of the music they've played so far and, for yeah, it has been rap. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm completely on board for it. Yep. Same totally here. Totally on board for that. Now sh- oh, Jesus. Batman. Son of a bitch. A loose cannon. Cut the check. That's right. Cut the check, everybody, because we do. We officially have Mackie news this week. It's been a few weeks, but Macman starting to do some stuff out there. Finally, starting to do some stuff. Dumac, the Macman is Backman. Oh boy. Yeah. What is he doing? Well, Troy, he will be joining back up. His old buddy, Catherine Bigelow, oh. from Hurt Locker, to cover a film based on the 1967 Detroit race riots. Mm. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. He's doing a lot of like a lot of black history stuff lately. I know, yeah. We got, uh, got him playing MLK mm-hmm. in uh, the LBJ mm-hmm. movie. Yep. You got him in uh, being Johnny Cochran in a movie coming up. Mm-hmm. Now you got him in this. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's covering all all history, all history. Can't wait till he like plays like Christopher Columbus in something <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> that sounds it. I don't actually know a whole lot about the Detroit riots. Yeah, I don't either. Um, it's just something that I don't know. Yeah, just wasn't covered. Like I guess, like I was reading up a little bit on it. Like they lasted like five days. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I only know a little bit about them through like <laughs> across the universe because they happen in that, and yeah. it's only like the saddest scene ever <laughs> when that like uh, bo- little boy dies and they have that funeral for him, and like that chick is singing or uh, the gospel. A woman is singing like a Beatles song, and like everybody's just losing their shit, <laughs> especially me. Oh my god, I you're know. the biggest cry in the movie, and you weren't even in it. I know. They spliced you in. I could. I, I like, have. I own. I have my own personal cut. They were like. The they were like. They were like. Look at this fucking bitch. Look at this white cry. asshole yeah. crying. Let's put him in the movie. <laughs> laugh at him. Oh boy. Yeah, Mac Man, covering them riots. Good deal with Catherine Bigelow. I like I like Catherine Bigelow. Did you see, did you see her at Locker? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yep, me too. Looking forward to see how that measures out. Good old Mac Man, Mac Mile, Mac Yeah. Oh Jesus! There we go. Mac Man, doing it up. Cut the check. Cut the check indeed, Mac Man. <laughs> well, that exhausts all of the news we have, Troy. Good. That means we can jump into this Joker double feature episode. That's right. First up on the plate. Yes. Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Now, I did not read that you are a reader of the actual comic book the killing mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which will make this review interesting because i have not read it oh i've heard things about it i've heard little trinkets here and there before seeing this have not read it com- have not completely read 
the story all the way through. Great. Or at all. Or at all. Yeah. <laughs> I have not even touched the book. <laughs> I have it right over there if you do want to actually touch it. I'll look at it. It's up by the Batman statue. Okay. Yep. Up there. Okay. I see it. Good. All right. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the book. You're within three feet of it. Oh, man. I'm starstruck. <laughs> Killing Joke uh, dropped, I think, like two weeks ago on Blu-ray Vidya. Home Vidya. Home Vidya. And uh, even when it debuted at Comic-Con, stirred up a little controversy. Yeah. We reported about it on here. We did. Uh, some people during the panel of The Killing Joke actually chimed up about a, some stuff they added into the movie uh, with a follow-up by Brian Azarello, Azarello on my, uh, my apologies, oh, to God. yell at him calling said person a pussy. Yes. <laughs> or speak up pussy or something to that effect, causing a, pussy. a bit of an uproar. In the in, the, bit. in the building bit. and on the Twitterverse. Yeah, a little bit. So, uh, the the part in question he was talking about is supplemental material. Uh, let's just put it out there right now. The Killing Joke is not that long of a story. No. It's only 62 pages long. Okay, yeah. There's, like, annual books that come out now that are longer than The Killing Joke. <laughs> but, uh... What they decided to add to the beginning of the movie, and probably everybody knows this about now, but it's yeah, it's a uh, Batgirl story, yeah, uh, that deals with her char- character to build it up to the point in the Killing Joke where uh, she's incapacitated. Yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil it as of yet, even though okay. probably everybody knows it's yeah. a 30 year old comic book at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, and in that uh, first part that's added, she uh, ends up having sexual relations with Batman. Yeah. And this is the hot topic controversy that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. So, JT, not ever reading the book. Yeah. Um, do you know much about Batgirl in general? Not really. Okay. So, what was your take on, like, the first chunk of the movie? Like, the first chunk, like, it was very, the whole movie felt really jarring. Like, Mm. the first part didn't even feel like it had, like, it had nothing to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, we could start there, (laughs) because it doesn't. It's, It's like. nothing to do with it. No. Like, it's legit, like, they legit do, like, a thing where they black out, and then it's just, it goes into another movie. Right, yeah. And you're like. Why did I even watch this? Right. And even in the beginning of the ver- the very beginning of the movie where it's the Batgirl segment of the sh- of the uh, of the movie. Yeah. Batgirl is narrating it. Yeah. It's like I, I and she even says like something like you probably didn't expect me to come in and say this. Yeah. Because it's like to it all. <laughs> yeah. And that's like twofold and that's pretty much what everyone's like I didn't expect this shit to happen at all. Yeah. But it's even as jarring to the fact as, like, the first part is, like, very computer-oriented. And then, like, sure. the killing joke was made, like, in the 80s or yep. whatever. Yeah. And so there's barely any computers in there. So they go from, like, everyone's, like, surfing the web and, like, trying to find to, like, oh, no, I got to find them the old-fashioned way. And it's, like, 
Look on a computer. <laughs> I guess they exist. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that in just a minute. Like, uh, so anyway, what do you think about um, the first, the first chunk of the movie? There, the first chunk. You know what? I wouldn't have hated it if she didn't have sex with him. Yeah. Like I felt like it was a sto- Like it could have been like a story of like, like Batgirl proving herself with like Batman being like a fucking chauvinistic asshole like uh if i let you do this you're just gonna end up trying to fuck him because he's a good looking guy yeah and then when she finally does come through and like actually like not only saves his life but also captures the dude and then like gains batman's trust and then going to killing joke where well she's the first one to finally break that wall but then this happens yeah like i think that'd be a lot more interesting than right being like some fucking bubbly headed teenage bitch who just fucks him and then is like why won't he call me <laughs> yeah yeah the uh like i had a problem with the first part i'm not the biggest batgirl fan in the world yeah but i do respect like that she's not really like a robin like, yeah robin is like a direct sidekick to batman like batgirl almost can go out and do whatever she wants while still being a part of like the batman family yeah and so with that said like she is really naive in this movie and i don't know if like maybe naive is not the word but she just goes about things very uh, like if she's never done it before like she's i don't know and I know at the end of her part in this, she, like, retires as Batgirl. Yeah. So you would think at this part in her career, as Batgirl, she wouldn't fall for this dumb shit. Because everything she kept saying, or, well, like, Batman kept saying, like, no, you need to drop this case. Yeah. Because he's got you around his pinky. Yeah. And she's like, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, that man is telling you exactly what you need to do. Back away. No, he, that's the thing, though. I think it is that it's the other way around, where like Batman does not trust her. Like I think she does have it under control, and he's like, "Look, you're a teenage girl. I know what teenage girls do. They think they get into, they can think they can handle situations, and then they become too overwhelming. This guy is just like some. He's like some like machismo driven like." super suave dude you're gonna end up falling for him and she's like no i've got this i've got this and he's like no you don't you're just a stupid teenage girl and then at the end when like he's like i've got this and fucks himself over and then she's like well now i gotta save his ass (laughs) so she does it and then not only does that but then she also goes head to head with this guy and takes him down and, and she's like see bitch i i'm not i'm not some fucking naive little teenage girl like, you think you know everything, but you don't. And then she quits as bad girl. See, I like that. But then when they do the whole thing where it's like, why won't you listen to me? And then fucks him. Then it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, that's completely against the character you're trying to build of, like, this strong, independent teenage girl who's trying to prove herself to her mentor, but he won't have it. I didn't I didn't end up taking it that way. I totally see your point, but I... Like, when she was saying, like, I know what I'm doing, I didn't really think she did. From my perspective, she was out for a little bit of vanity. Like, she liked the attention that she was getting. And even though she thinks she could handle herself, 
I feel like she was playing, or that guy was playing on her emotions to lure her into something. And yeah. maybe she saw it coming because she did. Yeah. But I, f I still feel like Batman was correct in to be like, you need to step back in order for me to take care of this. I know you feel like you need to do it. But it's safer for me to go in to do it, even though it wasn't. I mean, it all played out where Batgirl saves the day. Yeah. Which is which is good. It gives her something redeeming. Yeah. But, like, I feel like this did not help the Batgirl character at all. No, I made her look like shit. Yeah. Especially and, the whole fucking Batman thing made her look like complete shit. Right. Like, even, like, when they were doing the whole thing where it's, like, that weird conversation she had with, like, her gay best friend, mm -hmm. where they were, like, like, who are you seeing? And she's like, well, it's this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when she put it like that, I was like, what the fuck? But then it's, like, maybe she's, like, putting it, like, I almost thought it was, like, maybe it's a way of her being, like, I want to talk about my relationship with, with Batman, but I can't say... Okay, so I'm hanging out with Batman. Right. <laughs> so she puts in the sense of, okay, so he's this guy I'm seeing. Right, yeah. And then, then shit, that's like her way of like like being able to unload all of this baggage of like this asshole not letting her, like not trusting her with this job that she knows she can do. And the only way she can really do it is to tell her gay best friend that she's seeing somebody. Yeah. I didn't hate that part as much. Like, out of all the problems I had with this first part, that no, was yeah. nothing. I know, yeah. I didn't hate it. It was just like, like when when I first saw it, I was like, okay, maybe it's kind of like in that sense. But then when she fucks him, it's like, oh, so she was talking about like she wanted to, like, yeah, I actually have a relationship with him. Yeah. And, did, like, it wasn't as awkward, I would say, like, as what I read it previously to be yeah like when i saw it I'm, i maybe i i didn't think it was awkward because i knew it was coming yeah but um i i didn't f like i'm i feel like a mature adult yeah like i can handle it but i did feel like it just came out of nowhere yeah and it's not really gratuitous at all like it pans away from it so you don't yeah. really see anything they pan up to a perverted gargoyle right he's totally perving on it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I'll, as a whole, like it doesn't it doesn't do anything for Batgirl, especially if it leading up to yeah the actual storyline of the Killing Joke yeah where well, let's just talk about it all openly because it's a thirty yeah. year old book. Well, but like, like yeah, well, but, but like I think like if they would have gone in more of a sense of like okay, you've gained my trust, I do trust you as Batgirl, and then the and then the killing joke thing happens where she becomes paralyzed, then that would be a reason for him to want her to bring her on as Oracle. Like, yeah. why would you bring her on as Oracle after you fucked her? <laughs> like, oh, hey, do you want to, like, uh, like, be in my ear constantly? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never took it that way, but that's just disturbing now to think about it. Um, but uh, after the end of the Killing Joke, like she doesn't become like in the book, yeah. she doesn't become Oracle. Yeah, like it's there's conflicting reports on this, but the majority of people think like the Killing Joke story wasn't supposed to be canon. No, it doesn't seem like it would be. But, like, there's other reports that was actually just, uh, I'm going to say debunked on 
the Comic Misconceptions, which is a nerd sync show on YouTube. Yeah. He's like, well, it actually was supposed to be canon. Yeah. Because as Alan Moore wrote this story, um, the artist, Brian Boland, who did it, is a very detailed artist. So it took him actually like... Uh, I think like 18 months to do the story. Oh shit! So he had this a lo- this long time for really to to wrap up all Batgirl stories yeah. in continuity, you yeah. know. And yeah. so what they did was they created this sm- small little mini series to really wrap up everything that Batgirl was doing. Yeah. So when she did get paralyzed in Killing Joke, it was affected with her in continuity. So essentially, they say it's not like canon. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Because Len Wein said, cripple the bitch. Like, that's a direct quote from the editor at the time. <laughs> like, Alan Moore said, oh, I think I'm going to uh, shoot Barbara Gordon and paralyze her. And he's like, cripple the bitch. And that's a dir- that's really what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did. Having said that, I really love the character of Oracle. Yeah. And I like that they took a character... And gave her a progression, even yeah. though it may have like disabled her. Yeah, I find her more interesting as Oracle yeah. than as Batgirl. Or being able to find a means of being strong outside of like being strong as a superhero. Right. Like she she's still strong, but like in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. That's that's actually like empowering to people in wheelchairs. Right. Uh, that's exactly my point. And like it's recently recently is like means the last five years yeah she's not been in a wheelchair anymore she's up being batgirl again yeah which i'm like that totally like negates <laughs> like anybody who's in a wheelchair probably wishes to not to be in a wheelchair yeah and like just to have her be like oh i'm fine now that's like what the fuck you were <laughs> shut up a more interesting <laughs> and a strong character in the chair yeah like i don't know it it it's insulting to me that she gets up to be Batgirl again. Um, anyway, little rant. <laughs> what do you think of the actual Killing Joke story? Never reading it before. The actual story? I think as it was going through, like I was digging it, but I feel like some of the voice acting was off. Oh, really? By the big two? Yeah, well, not so much... Uh, Mark Hamill or Kevin Conroy? Not so much Kevin Conroy, like he just he plays like the regular like regular Batman. Like I don't even think Batman plays a really big part in this. Like not a huge. The part. main the main story is like Joker and Gordon, and yeah. then they do the Joker backstory, and like uh, like all the stuff with like Gordon and Joker was fine. Like I like the whole idea of like like in one night Joker's trying to like almost like justify everything he's ever done. By trying to turn like a very prominent person in the community into what he is, like I love that idea of I, I love that story. Mm-hmm. And then they they do like like Joker's backstory, and I think like if I would have read it in like my words, I would have liked it a lot more. But some of the voice acting this seems like kind of off. Like uh, yeah, because I... like there's like that that scene in the beginning where like he's interacting with his wife, and it's really dr- over dramatic and over the top. Yeah, yeah. I've heard other people say that, too, when they're doing, like, the flashback yeah. Joker origin scenes. Yeah. Like, I like how Mark Hamill did, like, change the voice a little bit for, like, pre-Joker Joker. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there's, like, a scene where, like, uh, where, like, 
he comes home and he's like, well, I had a tough day. I'm trying to get these gigs. And she's like, oh. And he's like, oh, what does O mean? Oh, no. I'm not making enough money. Oh, God. And you're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. She just said, oh. Yeah. Fucking little bit. Like, he's a little bitch throughout this whole fucking backstory. Like, I would have liked it a lot more if you, like, connected with him in some way. But it's like, he just seems like such a whiny bitch the whole time. Yeah. What, uh, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. And actually, some of the other parts, too. Like, I really like Hamill as Joker. Yeah. And he shines a lot through this. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there's some, like, monologues he cuts as Joker that are just fucking awesome. But there are a few times, both Batman and uh, Joker, that I feel like, and and this is just, like, the power of actually reading the book, where you read it at your own cadence. Yeah. And you read it what sounds good to you. Yeah. So when you actually hear it, it sounds weird yeah i feel like that was one of the problems i had uh, they did change a little bit of the dialogue so it didn't sound so alan moorish <laughs> 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 and like that's fine like the the gist of it's still there and a lot of stuff is still word for word and panel for panel oh, yeah. yeah but like the cadence in which people say some things i'm like oh i wouldn't have read it like that yeah and that's what kind of bothers me but i can't change it because i mean what's right to me is wrong to somebody else yeah so it doesn't matter and it was hard to put a finger on on like uh like the like the motivations of like the joker before he became the joker because it's like i feel like if i would have read the book like it's kind of like how you read it is how how it plays out yeah because they do the whole thing where um they have the scene where uh he's basically told like his wife and his unborn kid are dead right and like he just kind of is like oh yeah and it was just like <laughs> That's like, it? Oh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like, like I feel like if I, if I would have read that, like, a part of me, like, one part of me would have been like, okay, he's in shock. And another part of me would have been like, maybe he's, like, relieved. Like, right. the fact that he's, the fact that he's so broke and he's trying to support this family and now that family's gone, like, maybe it's relief. But it's like, it's hard to portray that through when you're actually seeing the reaction yeah. as opposed to just reading it. Yeah. So they were just kind of like, I don't know how we should actually portray this. I t in the book, I definitely took it as more of like a distraught, like yeah. he's just wrecked. Because he wasn't, maybe he kind of had second thoughts on going out and doing it. And yeah. then once then he learned that like his whole life around him is just like gone now, he's like, well, what do I got to live for now? Yeah. So but then, but then it. he does, but then they do the heist and he's back to being a whiny bitch again. And you're like, why? Yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah. do you have to, what do you, <laughs> he's like, why do I have to wear the mask? <laughs> Your wife and child are dead. <laughs> Who cares? Just wear the mask. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Like, oh, all I see is red. <laughs> oh, oh, Batman's here. Oh, <laughs> your fucking family's dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> what else? What else about it? What did you think of uh, the Gordon torture? I thought it was it was good. It's definitely out there, like weird. I like the whole like going really through the dark, yeah. yeah, like going through the ride and seeing all of like the weird pictures of his daughter and shit. Like, yeah, I like the whole like playing out of just like fucking with Gordon. Like, like he's naked through all like most right, of it. Like, right. like Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a uh, 
some people believe out there that uh, Joker raped Barbara Gordon. Did you ever get that throughout through watching Not, the movie? I mean, it's a possibility. Like, there's definitely they definitely show him like undressing her. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's whatever it's whatever you interpret it as. Like, right. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like this story is much stronger as a book because there's so many things where, like, if I would have read those lines, it's up to it could have been up my interpretation. Right. But the fact that they have to actually include the reaction into it, it's like, it's. I felt like even the people making this didn't even know how to make the reaction. Right. It's uh, in my head canon. It's always like Joker is not a sexual person. Yeah. Like at all. But in the movie, they add. Like that little scene under the bridge where Batman asks those prostitutes where the Joker is. Yeah, and he always goes to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he gets out of Arkham, he always goes to them first. Yeah. And so, like, he didn't go there because he went to go get Gordon oh, and met shit. with Barbara. That's right. And so it's like, Ooh. so did he? Like, it's still ambiguous. I still don't think he did because I don't think that would... Like, even rape, I think, is outside of Joker's wheelhouse. Like, he would never do that because it's just not joker like he'll kill somebody but yeah. raping them i think is still far like far-fetched for joker I don't know, that's, that's my opinion. wild card that's, <laughs> fi- that's fine if you want to think that i think you're wrong <laughs> but whatever <laughs> but uh that scene under the bridge is is not in in the book at all oh really right okay and so like actually <laughs> if i could just back up and say like a quote from Alan Moore and it's paraphrasing like a lot but every one of his books he believes he's made to be unfilmable which is true to a point because he puts a lot of things in his stories that you can only do in comic books yeah when they're put to film you have to see them sequentially and you have to have like audio and visual to go hand in hand with each other when like in a comic you can read it any way you want and you can't and sometimes you don't even know who's speaking oh wow and so you can just interpret it the way you want it to interpret yeah you don't actually have to hear joker's voice saying these lines you know and so that's a killing joke is like that in several ways one the point we're making right now is like joker sexually assaulted Gordon, Barbara Gordon, yeah. or maybe he, maybe he didn't. In the book, it's ambiguous. In yeah. the movie, it's somewhat ambiguous too. Yeah. And the very ending of the story as well, like the last panel, yeah. last two panels yeah. or so, is also very ambiguous in the book. Yeah. Because you have a lot of stuff going on, but in the movie, it's still left somewhat ambiguous. I did not like the ending to the movie at all. All right, let's t- let's uh, <laughs> jump jump to that. Uh, it's. Let me give you a little backstory. Okay. It hasn't been made present to the masses up until like one or two years ago. Yeah. Because everyone thought at the end of the killing joke, the Joker tells us the killing joke. Yeah. And then both Batman and Joker have a laugh. Yeah. Police cars come up and like Batman apprehends the Joker. He goes back to Arkham. Yeah. Until the Fat Man on Batman podcast... Where Grant Morrison, yeah, is, you, you, yeah, you, I, you showed me this. Yeah, is talking about the Killing Joke, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, the Batman. That's when the, the Batman kills the Joker. It's called the Killing Joke. You know, he yeah. reaches out and he breaks his neck. That's the last yeah. Joker story ever. And Alan Moore put it all in front of our eyes, run right under our <laughs> noses. He didn't even see it. And so, like, 
that blew everyone's collective yeah. minds because it's like holy shit yeah. of course it is like yeah. batman reaches out to joker joker you don't see any more ha ha ha's anymore and the light mm-hmm. goes out in the last panel yeah. he could have definitely killed the joker yeah and plus how the story's laid out i would have liked this a lot more if like batman would have killed the joker at the end cuz the whole story is the joker trying to is trying to like sway the morals of of gordon what if like he like like not purposely sways the morals of batman uh-huh. like in in the process of trying to sway the morals of gordon he sways the morals of batman that'd be pretty or cool. if that was his plan all along yeah i don't know man it's up to t- in- interpretation alan yeah. moore style but in this it's not because it's just silence with just batman laughing right who sounds really weird laughing. Weirdly, really weird. He doesn't even like <laughs> chuckle or anything throughout this whole thing and then he tells that joke and then he's like, <laughs> and then he's full out belly laughing by yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds really weird. And like, like joke, like even Joker stops laughing and he's still laughing. Like I feel like the whole scene is like when they cut to black and he's still laughing. Like Joker's is kind of being like, what Jesus. the fuck? <laughs> it wasn't that funny. <laughs> um, one of the, the actual joke at the end too is one of the things I also have problems with the cadence because he just seems to like rush through yeah, the Yeah, he rushes through it, like, really fast. Like, I didn't even... Like, I was expecting more because he gets all the way through it and stops and stares at him and, like, where's the punchline? Right. And he's like... <laughs> and like, that's it? Yeah, yeah. In the book, like... I think the in the book, like, the joke takes, like, two pages. Really? Because, like, they're... They're actually walking along and he's telling them and you just... it. Some of the panels are just, like, scenery and stuff like that, but he's continuing on with the joke, and it's broken up a lot more. I don't know if it's two pages, but it's the way you read it takes a lot longer than what he rushed through it as. Yeah. So, I actually, the I think the joke is actually pretty funny to myself, the way I read it, but the way yeah. Mark Hamill did it, like, the punchline is, like, boom, right there. And it's yeah. like, oh, shit, it, like, just... Yeah, I know. Like I was, I was really just kind fast. of like absorbing it all, and that, but he and he even like delivered the punchline like it was still part of the joke where you're like, yeah, okay, and then he's like, well, you're gonna turn it off, and then I'm like, okay, what happens next? Oh wait, that's oh that's oh, it. Oh that's it. Oh okay. <laughs> ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So overall, um, what the second half of the story? Do you do you like the story of the Killing Joke? <sighs> yeah, I. There's really cool elements to it. It just seems like uh, it definitely feels like somebody took some source material and didn't know what was behind the source material. Hmm. Like Alan it Moore? definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like it felt like it felt like somebody took because it's just it, like like I said when I when I was watching it like I feel like they would definitely I would have interpreted this way better if I was reading it as opposed to uh-huh. like having it. Out in front of you. Yeah, because it felt like the, even the people making this didn't know what he was trying to say. Like, they were just, like, they were just taking panels and just putting words in, and then they were, like, they were, like, being, like, well, I think he's supposed to be angry in this scene, so say this angrily. But and then it's, like, well, like, what if I read it and it's not angry? Like, like, what if I see this scene as him not being angry? What if I see him as being this? Yeah. I and mean, it's, like, it seems like kind of, like, all the reactions and, like, some of the acting kind of feels all over the place because they don't know 
there's not a cohesive like uh, story around the words that are being acted around. Sure, the um there was top talent in the production of this because this is the one movie they didn't want to screw up. Yeah, because it's beloved by everybody. Yeah. But in doing so, and because it was a short story, and them having to pad it out with this Batgirl story, yeah. they didn't nail it. And no. I feel like together with the if I think if they just put out that little, sh- just the killing joke, and they had it, I want just the way they had it with like minor tweaks of like little complaints that I have or whatever. Yeah. But they had a ton of like supplemental DVD material, like the making of. Like, they have a very little of making of. They have, like, yeah. um, I watched it this morning. They mostly have, like, a Mark Hamill, like, kind of featurette about him being voicing the Joker. And yeah. they have, like, the music being composed. But I'm like, you could have gone in, like, the history of the book, how yeah. it changed, like, the landscape of books yeah. and all that other stuff that followed after it. Like, you could have done a huge thing of just, like, supplemental material which is but in by far probably more interesting yeah. than just seeing the animated feature yeah but instead them padding it out with this a lot of people are shitting on it and giving it an overall not great review yeah because of all the extra stuff they padded it with yeah um i like the book yeah actually quite a bit the art in it is great by brian boland is awesome yeah well it, you said it, it took so much time to put into like to put all that work into every panel i mean that's got to be insane yeah. and and i guess working with alan moore is like a, ch- a chore in itself yeah because like uh even in one of the special features i was watching this morning like some people i think it was like dan didio who's like the editor-in-chief said like usually in a uh, script for a comic you'll have like a page of script for a page of art. Yeah. And an Alan Moore script, you'll get a page of script for a panel of art. Because he'll have like all these little details that you want to fit into one panel yeah. that's going to pay off at the end of the issue. Because it's all going to come full circle and work that way. Which is awesome. But yeah. it would be a huge pain in the ass. Oh, I know. <laughs> but like, there's not a lot of Alan Moore stories out there I don't like. Yeah. Like he's... He is one of my favorites. In fact, I'm actually collecting one of his best runs on Swamp Thing that he's do- that he did in the 80s right oh, now. And I'll probably put that in what I've been reading in the next few weeks or so because I'm going to start that. Right on. Because I heard that's just game-changing stuff on Swamp Thing. Shoot. But regardless, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, the Killing Joke. Um, overall, I think I like the movie. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't care for that beginning half. Yeah. And what it does to follow up in Killing Joke with Barbara Gordon, it almost makes her look, like, even weaker as yeah. a character. Yeah. Rather than being, you know, a very strong character. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I own it, so I'm, I'll watch it again <laughs> a few times. But um, I don't know on how many rewatches I would get. But yeah. overall, I would give, like, Maybe a B minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I would. Uh, I think I would give it like. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think I'll give it like a C. I mean, I liked. I uh. Yeah, the whole beginning part. I would have liked it a lot more if they would have made back like Batgirl seem like more of a stronger character, and then like 
yeah, like a lot of the stuff in the middle, it kind of felt like I didn't, it felt kind of like all over the place. They didn't really know where to go with certain things, but like all of the, all the interaction with Joker and Gordon, I fucking loved. I love, I love all, like any storyline that involves Joker where he's just, he's trying to like sway people's morals to like, like that's the only way he can make himself feel human is to make, is to try and get other people to do the exact same things he's doing. Like even though he's this wild card and he's all over the place, he still wants to feel like part of a, like, like feel like somebody, like there's somebody else who connects with him Yeah. and he'll do, he'll do horrible, ridiculous, bad shit. Just to be like, you you know how I feel. You know this, like, this is a possible means of being a human being. And then even when that still doesn't happen, like, like if like if yeah, if Batman would have killed the Joker at the end of this, it would have been awesome because then that makes Batman kind of like the Joker. So he he died proving his point. Yeah. That'd be awesome, right? But it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, I forgot to bring it up, but like one of my favorite scenes in there is, like, kind of during the torture scene, it's near, like, the end of it, where they kind of stop, and the Joker is, like, berating Gordon on, like, there's a, like, a person out there that goes above the law and blah, 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 but essentially you think, it sounds like Joker's describing himself. Yeah. And everyone's like, throw the book, throw the book. And so you think that Gordon is going to throw the book at Joker. Yeah. And then he pops up a cutout of Batman because everything he said just describes Batman. Yeah. So everything that Gordon does totally goes against the Uh, law. Yeah. Because Batman is everything that Joker just said he was. Yeah. And, like, Gordon abides and goes hand in hand with Batman, like, to help him solve shit. Yeah. In reality, that should not happen. And Joker sees that. Yeah. And so he's trying to break him, just as you said. Yeah. And... At the very end, Gordon is still, like, steadfast and, like, sticks to his guns. Like, yeah. I want you to get him, and I want you to bring him in, and you're going to do it by the book. Yeah. And I and I love that part. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I know. Because it makes almost, like, Gordon stronger than Batman, If depending on how you interpret yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, like, I remember, like, yeah, I really love that scene, too. That was, like, part of, like, remember, like... I was really bored at work, and I sent you, like, this, like, synopsis of, like, what I wanted to make for, like, a Batman story. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, one of the main, like, uh, like, one of the main, uh, like, inspirations behind it. Yeah. That was good. Your story was dark, by the way. It was super dark. (laughs) But I was, like, I was, like, doing it, and I was, like, I gotta share this with somebody. Like, it feels so good. I want to share it with somebody. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well... That was part one of our two-part review tonight yeah. on our Joker stravaganza. Um, next one on the list, a little movie that came out. It's been hyped a for indie a while. Mo- a little indie movie. <laughs> I mean, came out under the ra- under the radar. <laughs> right, right. Like they just really said, "Whoa, what's this little thing? <laughs> Think it might be from the Dupless Brothers." <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Uh, Suicide Squad dropped on our laps uh, this weekend. We yes. went to go see it with a big group of people. We did. A lot of people that would have uh, def- definitely different opinions. I know on it. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I I kind of wanted to like set up like a big round table and just like go mm-hmm. around the room because mm-hmm. it's it's definitely one of those movies where you're like I don't know how people are gonna take this. Right. 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 
Um, so, Suicide Squad. <laughs> it, yes, it, Troy. It, it came out. Um, it actually had an embargo on it, which all automatically almost throws up red flags. Yeah. Because he, nobody could review it up until like three days before it dropped or whatever it was. Yeah. And reviews came out and were awful. Terrible. Dog shit. Yeah. It got down to 26% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. before we even went to the theater to see it. Exactly. Yep. But... With the critics' review out there, the audience reaction is positive. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's in the 70s. I didn't look it up yeah, before it like, we did. I think it was like, like 72 before we went. Because, like, when I saw, before we, when we went, I saw, like, yeah, the tomato meter thing was 26, and then the audience one was 72. And so, seeing that, I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. And on Twitter, like, a lot of people were saying, like, Oh, I'm gonna go see Suicide Squad again. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, this is this is looking good. Do, do you want to do you want to know a secret, Troy? I actually I do want to know. A I secret. I did see this twice. Oh, did you? Oh, I well, me and my girlfriend saw it on Friday because we were just like, there's so much hype. I really want to fucking see it, and I knew we were gonna go. We were gonna go Sunday, but I was like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> let's let's just go. So we went. And then we're like, well, we'll we'll still go Sunday because I just wanted to see everybody. Sure. So I was like, okay, we'll go Sunday. I'm not I'm not saying whether or not it was because <laughs> I liked it. I was just I just we were just like we had nothing else that, to do. That blows my mind for a completely different reason because you like had a stressful Sunday morning. With yeah, like, we did. With like my in-laws trying to move a couch into your place. Oh yeah. And totally dicking you around. To the point where you missed lunch. Yeah. And then... We're well, just we like, were still going... To, well, like, I was going to stay at her place anyways, and she lives in Dubuque, so I was oh, like, well, okay, we'll just... okay, okay, okay. And, like, it was moved enough where it's like, well, what else are we going to do? Okay, okay, that makes more sense then, because I'm yeah. like... We didn't, like, go out of our way, like, we got to get there right now! <laughs> like, if we were going to stay in Elizabeth, I'd been like, guys, fuck you! I'm not going... <laughs> but, like, because we were going to be in the area anyways, we're like, fine, let's just go... Like, I, I kind of want to see, like, after, especially after seeing it Friday, I kind of want to see, like, what your guys' reaction was as we walked out. Like, do do they feel the same? I don't know. <laughs> and even as we left, I still did not know. Out of everybody, I think people, we talked about details in this movie. Right. And I was still like, I don't know how they feel about this. <laughs> well, do you want to just unveil the curtain and think it just like a i kind of want to keep this hype going for another hour but no nah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, what you want me to go first to tell you what my general did, did thoughts you go on the movie? i can't remember who went first for sewer for uh for a killing joke i can't remember i think i handed it to you first i want to okay. say so okay you you go first this time so my thoughts on suicide squad are while there's a, things that I have a lot of questions about and I can nitpick on a lot, I left this movie generally liking it. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, I walked away <laughs> and I was like, I didn't hate that movie. Like, I know there's some things on there that I totally fell into a trick by, like, <laughs> the production of it. Yeah. But I walked away thinking, like, you know what? 
that was fun. I didn't hate the movie. All right. JT? Man. Okay. Man, friendships are going to get tested now. <laughs> because I generally feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, my God. You had me <laughs> on the edge of my seat, literally. I was worried that we're going to have a BBS situation again. No. Where we're just yelling at each other. My main... My main complaining about the movie is it feels like it this movie feels like this shouldn't have been made so early like i feel like if they would have waited on this and this has been like movie seven or something yeah this could have been like they're they're like up against uh marvel because this, this is like a pretty revolutionary film to take like people on the other side of the law and turn them into these like characters where it's like they're doing the right thing but they're doing it for self-centered reasons because they're fucking villains. Right. Like, studios jumped in there like, well, we need people to like them, so let's make them pretty nice at the end. But for the most part, through the most of the movie, it's all very self-centered reasons that they're doing what they're doing. And I like that aspect of it. Right. Where, like, the only thing that brings them together is that they're assholes and they don't want to die. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the idea of that where you have, yeah, you have, like, superhero teams that are like for the good of humanity and mm -hmm. saving the world and then you have like a bunch of ragtag assholes that are like i don't want them to blow up this chip in my neck yeah what has the world done for me i'm in, yeah i just don't want to die here yeah because the whole movie they do that shit like they're like they're scheming like they're mm -hmm. they're like like trying to put pieces into place where they can get away from them yeah like they're always like trying to be like like the fucking guy that's like supposed to like wrangle them they're every once in a while they're just like Fuck that asshole. Let him die. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, if they if he dies, then we all die. He's like, all right, fuck it. God damn it. Capture the flag. Yeah. <laughs> Capture. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know. I like that aspect of it where it could have been if a lot of these characters would have been flushed out before going into this and you kind of knew, like, you know their origins and you know their motivations and then you go into this where you can see, like, they're all kind of, they're all separate, but they're all together for a common purpose. That would have mm -hmm. been an awesome fucking flick. Yeah. But yeah. they push it out way too fast. They well, they did push it out fast because well, I think we had this news last week, is that they had a release date before they had a script, and I got yeah. and I went back after I listened to the show again, and it was only six weeks they wrote the script in, so oh, it was shit. a really short amount of time. Yeah. Um. So they really didn't want to get this out of there. And actually, <laughs> um, with that, and like the WB thing where they, the exact hired trailer park, you know, allegedly. There's a few scenes where it definitely seems like a trailer. Right. And, well, I'm going to get into that right now because um, David Ayer was just in a, uh, I don't know, interview yeah. where he said there's actually like six or seven cuts of the full movie. Man. And I'm like, holy shit. And the one that we happen to be seeing is called the dossier cut yeah. because it's the one where it does do like where every villain's introduced and you see like a essentially like a playing card of them where all the shit that they've done. Yeah. And they kind of give uh, it's the version of the film where Amanda Waller is going through the book and then you get that person's kind of where how they got to this point. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like that part, but I didn't hate it because no. I never felt like, 
a lot with that they say like the the editing is choppy and like i don't feel like the editing is really choppy until the third act yeah i i feel like they definitely rushed a lot of the introductions they kind of rushed because like i don't know like this movie definitely has like there's characters they care about, and then there's characters where they could really care less about them. Right, and we'll, let's do that in spoilers. Yeah, but and the ones that they do care about, like I really feel for, like they have like some actually really cool stories that I kind of want to see. Right, that I like, I'm invested a hundred percent behind them. Right, and then the ones that they're just like, and he's here because they did that. Right, you're, it's like okay, whatever. Like they they do cool stuff, and I want to know why they did that cool stuff. But then it's like when when they like. St- start to get into it then like no wait oh action boom right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um but uh with the, <laughs> guardians of the galaxy is a movie that i can kind of relate to because it's similar yeah there's a cast of characters that nobody really knows yeah and you haven't met them before and so they're trying to get them together to this one big mission and these a group of outlaws or whatever mm-hmm. Even though Guardians of the Galaxy, I did it better, in my opinion. Yeah. They didn't show, like, a background to anybody except for, like, Star-Lord. Yeah. And in this, they gave, like, a background to, I don't know, like, half of the Suicide Squad, kind yeah. of. And how, they didn't do it on with everybody, yeah. which wasn't necessary. There's like a, they, they get to a point where it's like, <laughs> they, they, they show the backstories and they start getting to the story. And then they're like, oh, we forgot one. And just throw them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm more more or less talking about the introductions they do up front because they kind of do, like, three in a row. Yeah. Which was fine because they're, like, the main players of the uh, of the story anyway. It's oh, like yeah. Yep. Harleys, which you see more throughout. Yeah. And Deadshots, which you also see more throughout. Yeah. And, like, Captain Boomerang, which was, which was odd, but I liked it. They sh- like they do an intro for Captain Boomerang, but yeah, he's one of those ones where they, man, I wanted to see more of him, but they just, but it was like I felt like the movie didn't care that much about him. Right. Let's. I have a follow up to that, and I have it written down. I won't forget it. Okay. Does it involve Jaconasans? <laughs> it does. <laughs> um. But like, uh, otherwise, uh. They don't really touch on anybody else until, like, a character at the very end where you kind of learn a backstory on him. Yeah. Or her. No, it's got to be him because there's only one Yeah. Her. Well, they give, <laughs> they give, they give like, small things in, like, throughout. Like, he's one of my favorite because they give, like, small things here and there, and then they do, like, the big reveal at the end. And I even heard a review where they're like, I don't even know why the fuck that happened. And you're like, dude, they fed it to you they didn't like tell you right out but they fed it to you in like small doses here and there to when it actually does happen then like oh shit now i see how it's all coming together yeah i totally got that too um speaking of (laughs) uh guardians of the galaxy i heard (laughs) another review of this which was like a like an elevator pitch of Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's a worse Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Make it <laughs> like it's that's pretty dead on. Yeah, like, but I mean that's mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you you and I 
okay. both walked away from this movie thinking it was pretty okay. Okay. It was pretty okay. Um, is there any uh, non-spoilery nitpicks that you had for the movie? Oh, man. Um, the villain that they put in it is basically a an excuse for cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like the, the villain's just kind of weird. <laughs> I really, visually... Yeah. There's a few things with the villain I love. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the end, like, if you sit back and, like, realize, like, what's going on, you're like, what's the motivation of the villain right now? Yeah. What are, what are they doing? Like, what's their end game here? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. It definitely felt like the, vill- <laughs> it definitely felt like the villain was second thought. Yeah. And, like, with everything that it's... <sighs> In a way, it's kind of one of those, like, like the villain's superpower is, uh, like, whatever suits the plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, it yeah. literally, it, like, the villain le- legit shows, like, it's capable of every, like, any possible thing you can imagine it's capable of. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, but we need to have this fight scene, so let's make it so that they just do this instead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My, the, the complaints I had were, like, I feel like, um, not terribly, but, like, the third act does suffer from, like, maybe multiple editors of it. Because there's yeah. points where, like, Rick Flagg's hair is different lengths <laughs> in it. And it's like, it, it never really occurred to me until somebody else said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I did notice that. Gotta put that funny stuff in, man. <laughs> BVS is doing shitty. Put that funny stuff in. Yeah. And... There's a point where, like, I, I, I can't really, I'll have to save that for yeah. spoilers, but the third act is not really anything super interesting. Yeah. It's like the big action scene that, yeah. like, like you know Yeah, like, you know what's going to happen. There is a twist, like, near the end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, that actually threw me off guard, was that, and I was like, oh, I kind of actually really like that. Yeah. But, like, it does, it kind of ends just like a big summer blockbustery mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The bad guys in this point. Destroy the city. Right. And they, <laughs> they win. They, they beat them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's pretty much it. I want to speak more openly about this because I can nitpick about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, like one more thing before we get into it. Like, I remember when we were talking about BVS and we talked about how somber it was and we were like, but that's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's just a shitty story. Watching this, it needed humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It There's really a lot did. of things that they do like humor wise in this where I'm like. Like, you said one thing humorous, and I already like you way more than I ever liked Superman in BBS. Right. Yeah, right. 20 times, and you're supposed to be an asshole that kills people. <laughs> I like yeah. you way more than Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally fine. Like, DC does not have to go, like, the humorous Marvel route that they do. No. But they do need more humor in the movie. Yeah. You can have, like, a serious tone yeah. and, like, do what you want to do, like, Man of Steel, like, Man of Steel yeah. wasn't as dark as Batman v Superman was. Yeah. It had, like, a very heavy concept where this alien wants to destroy the world, but it wasn't as, like, dark and brooding as BVS was. Yeah. Where maybe they 
some people say they overcompensated with the reshoots of Suicide Squad and they made like it bright and colorful and poppy yeah. and all that stuff. Maybe they did. You can have that mm-hmm. opinion. I don't care. Yeah. But like they they need to lighten it up like they did in Suicide Squad. Yeah. And Suicide Squad did a way better job of like even in like small like interactions, you could tell motivations for certain things. Right. Like yeah, BVS, I, like with BVS, it was just like he did this. Why? I don't know. Like in in Suicide Squad, you could ask a question, and then it won't it won't get answered right away. But they'll do like in a small like conversation where you're like if you're like listening well enough, you're like okay. Well, it still doesn't make a whole like complete sense. <laughs> yeah, but I can see where you're coming from. Right. I mean, a, a lot of people. Um. I don't know if a lot of people. I'm just making that up. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I've heard some people say, like, well, Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman are really similar because they're both kind of choppy and they both, like, suffer from that way. And I'm like, I see where you're coming from because Suicide Squad is a little choppy in some pl- yeah. parts and it doesn't just tell, like, a very linear story because it yeah. jumps back here and there. Mm-hmm. But Suicide Squad is a lot more fun to watch than Batman v yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. And I know the motivations, and there's, like, a through plot of the whole movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Like, you don't have to watch, like, a three-hour cut of something <laughs> to understand why everybody is doing what I they're know. doing. Yeah. I got it from this. Yeah. Regardless of how choppy it is. I yeah. understand what's going on. Suicide Squad was two hours long with, like... Seven main characters. Yeah. And I connected more with those seven people in two hours than with two people in three hours. Right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> so let's close the uh, spoiler-free review and s- let's talk about it a little All openly. Right. Let's do it. Okay. So um, what characters did you like the most in this? Amanda fucking Waller. She was badass, God right? damn it. She- I fucking loved her because, like... Okay, she is like, she is a straight up fucking villain, but she has a government title. Exactly. And I love that about her. Yeah, she's controlling all these bad guys when she is like the worst one. She's one, yeah. She's cold fucking blooded. Yeah, she'll do shit where like fucking people are like, well like, part of the Suicide Squad is like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right on. It's and it's totally yeah, true. and it's awesome. And the way she fucking plays it is sp- is awesome. Yeah, like she, she is just a fucking like she is giving in to these fucking villainous villain like traits. But it's like she hides behind this like government shroud. Yeah. So it's like it's for the good of the country. Right. I I'm totally on board with you there. And I actually really like Deadshot in this. Like I was. Totally apprehensive about watching Will Smith being Deadshot through the whole production of this movie. But he is a total, like, moment saver in this. Because he plays it like Will Smith, which is great. Yeah. Like, he's the one with the one-liners that you're like, oh, finally broke the tension and made this scene bearable at some points. One of my favorite scenes in it involves Deadshot with, like, like... even like the very small scenes they had him in, I even like Batman better in this than I yep, did me too. in BVS altogether. And like not even in like a sense of like he's a superhero, but he's also still a really huge dick. Yeah, because they have that whole scene. <laughs> they have that whole scene with like uh, where like uh, with Deadshot, where like he's with his daughter, 
And then like Batman just swoops in and he's like, I'm going to take you in right now. Right. Because he knew that's the only fucking way he could do it. Yeah. Because if he did it right in front of us, even has the fucking dick line of like, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter, man. It's like, yeah. bullshit, you did it right in front of his daughter. <laughs> that's the only way you knew he could capture him is do it right in front of his daughter so she would stop him. Yeah. Like, it's such a dick move, but it's so fucking Batman. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> and Batman's great in this, too, because, like, he doesn't kill anybody. I know. And you also see him from he a different... He saves a life! <laughs> yeah, he, 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 like... And you see him from the villain's perspective, mm-hmm. like, as this, like, unstoppable force that's after you. You don't see it from Batman's eyes. You see it yeah. from their eyes, which I really like. Yeah. In fact, that's my favorite interpretation of Batman. Yeah. If I could go on a little tangent, do it. There's a book out there called Batwoman, yeah, and it's about like her becoming like a part, like actually Batwoman, but she's not associated with Batman at all. And there's a point where she meets him on a roof, and you see him from her perspective, and you never see anything but like a silhouette of his like cowl, his cape, and his white glowing eyes. Awesome. And you can just hear him talking from the shadows and you don't know where from. Yeah. And that's the best portrayal of Batman yeah. ever. As yeah. like the mysterious figure. Even though he's great as you see him like in an Arkham game and you could control him. Yeah. I love him as like this mysterious shape. <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, tangent over. I know. And then like even when they do the whole thing where it's like they got to like a point where it's like it feels like especially at the end like i feel like they were like softening all of the villains because it's like we need to be a team we need they need people to get on our side and then they do this whole thing where like uh uh the villain is like kind of like playing to all their desires of what they want to do with their lives and dead shots is killing batman you're like thank you <laughs> like even after all the shit where it's like hey we're a team we gotta stick together you're my best friends right and then they get to a point where it's like the one thing he wants to do in this whole world is to kill batman right yeah, you're yeah. like you're still a villain thank you yeah. so much i love that part because like they do play on people's sympathies with deadshot yeah having, like a good daughter and like even though he's a bad guy like, he still has his daughter that he wants to raise, protect, or whatever. Yeah. But he's still a bad guy. Yeah. Like, he'll still take money to kill people. Mm-hmm. He still wants to shove it up Batman's ass. Yeah. Like, I love that. There was, like, a scene where, like, he was, where, like, uh, they were, like, uh, oh, man. I mean, I mean, it would have just ruined it because he would have killed Harley Quinn. But that whole scene where it's, like, hey, man, I'm not going to kill her. And it's, like, I'll pay you. And it's, like. All right. And then just like puts a <laughs> rifle up and is about ready to kill her. And it's like, oh my God. It's so. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, no, he has no, uh, like, moral compass. It's just, I do this for money. Right. If someone gives me money, boom, I'm doing it. Yeah. And that was one thing I was actually talking with Chelsea about before we went to go see the movie. I'm like, I really hope they just don't make him like a misunderstood person. Yeah. And like, he's going out and he he's essentially like the punisher or whatever yeah, yeah. and they didn't they like no. he is a bad guy in this yeah. which i'm like yes fine look good because mm-hmm. i don't need another friggin anti-hero i yeah. want a bad guy yeah and yeah. it's like yeah but in the same sense like he's a bad guy but you can see where he's coming from where it's like this is what i'm the best at right like, regardless yeah, yeah. like i can make the most money for myself and my family by doing this it's yeah. awful it's a terrible fucking thing to do, yep. but I'm yep. making a shit ton of money off it, so fuck y'all. Yeah. 
And so, uh, anyway, we're talking about Deadshot a lot. Yeah, Let's we do are. with the other, like, huge character in this, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about Harley Quinn in the Fucking movie? love Harley Quinn. This is where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I did not like Harley Quinn really? in this movie. Yes. Like, like I'm going to not disagree that she was a spot-on Harley Quinn impersonation. Yeah. Like, really good. I just felt like... She was over-sexualized in the movie. Okay. Where I, I, I just don't like that shit. For, like, a character that I only knew ever as, like, the one in, like, the black and red leotard, which she's completely covered. Mm-hmm. And she was a great character without having to show a lot of tits and ass. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they need to do it now. Okay. To get... And a lot of the jokes, I felt like she was just annoying. I don't... I yeah. found, found her really annoying. Okay. That's my gripe with her. Okay. But she does a very great Harley Quinn. Okay. So I'm. that's where I'm at. No, I'm, okay. Go for I'm it. I'm with you. My whole thing is, okay, <clears throat> I will take this opportunity to, to talk about, because they do a lot of scenes with them together. I'll start talking about the Joker as well. Okay. So uh, I feel like I... I, I like the portrayal of Harley Quinn and the Joker in this, but I feel like uh, Harley Quinn plays it off better where, like, their idea of, like, what this acid does is it just it completely takes away all of your inhibitions completely. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love that. And she is amazing at portraying that because they'll just do shit where it's, like, she'll be in a situation where she's, like, bored and it's, like, oh, my God, it's, it's horrible things happening. She's, like, okay, I'll help. And then she does it. Just not because like <laughs> she's not scared. Right. She's not going into it like because it's the noble thing to do. She's doing it because she wants to. Yeah. And that's what her and what uh the Joker do. Like I feel like Gerolito was a little over the top at times. Yeah. Like if, if he would have toned it down, like played it kind of like how Margot Robbie does it as Harley Quinn, I would have liked them equally as well. Like I think it would have been an amazing portrayal of both characters. But she does it so well because it's, like, every little thing. Like, even at the end where it's, like, why are you guys going in? The, why are you guys doing this? You don't have to. Like, you're completely off the hook. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, okay, I'll help. And it's, like, that's a total Harley Quinn thing to do because it's, like, throughout the whole thing. She just helped because she wanted to and there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Joker in this? Like, I love... The idea of it. I feel Jared Leto was kind... Like, he would... I told this to Neil after we got out. Like, he would play it up where I'm like, I'm into this, I'm into this. And then, like, the director would yell, Weirder! (laughs) 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 And then he would just be like, "Ah!" (laughs) And then, like, like, laugh and, like, show off, like, his weird tattoos and then, like, fucking touch their face in weird parts. And I'm like, man, go back to what you were, like, in the beginning of that scene. See, I didn't like Leto's like interpretation of the joker it's like of all the live action ones i've seen i think he's my least favorite yeah i would probably say that too but i like it's different i like that it's different because everyone wanted to go into the shitting on leto if it wasn't going to be anything like heath ledger yeah and even if it was like heath ledger they would have shit on sure but like i i still don't like it like yeah he doesn't even like a do a great joker laugh he just does that, ah, yeah, ah, like a penguin. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like the laugh. Thing. But like, I like going back to like the no inhibitions thing. Like he is 
like he kind of plays that up, but he, he he tries to like throw crazy in there too, which I don't like at all. Like there was like a scene in there where like he was with like the Ike Barinholtz guard, yeah, which I. I wanted to see more of Ike Barinholtz Me in this. Too. <laughs> he was hilarious in this yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah. But there was like a scene where he was with Ike Barinholtz's uh prison guard guy where like he just puts his ring out to kiss his to kiss his ring and he does it and then he like he kisses the ring and then he's just like ooh and then just like gets close and it's like is he going to fuck Ike Barinholtz right now? <laughs> and it's like that almost kind of feels like how what that character would be like where it's like kiss my ring i'm the i'm the boss and then he kisses the ring and he's like oh they kind of turn me on i might fuck him right now like it's just like whatever fucking goes through his head like that's what makes him the wild card it's mm-hmm. like it's anything that his heart desires at that moment he acts on he doesn't like think it through he just does it right the one thing i do like about joker in this movie though is that like he is a powerhouse and really he's like essentially he's got Everything at his disposal. Yeah. So, like, you can see why he's such a, like, a thwart for Batman. Yeah. Because if he needs to, he can have an army of guys that can break into something and steal a helicopter. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. And, like, the point where he is, like, actually shooting, like, a minigun out of the back of the helicopter, I'm like... I like that. I like that part of the Joker. But, like, other than that... Oh, I also really like that he actually loves harley quinn like their relationship is fucked yeah but they love each other yeah and through all that dysfunction i love the fact that he's Mm -hmm. like harley quinn is mine and fuck you if you think you're gonna take her away from me so i'm coming to get you i love that part. yeah actually and like even like uh like watching it's done in very like weird scenes here and there. Like they almost kind of feel like they don't even belong in there because they're so off out of left field from like the rest of the movie. But like the way they like p- bring their relationship together, like it's, I kind of like it. Cause it's like, all right. So you take Harley Quinn, who is like this fucking psychiatrist. Who's probably like, she was like, even probably even like bullied into medical school by her parents. <laughs> sure. And she meets this guy who has, who was like ex- exposed like this weird acid thing where he does whatever he wants and he's successful at it. Yeah. And like, it's like, holy shit. Like he does whatever he wants and he lives this amazing life. And I did what my parents wanted me to do. And now I'm miserable working at a fucking insane asylum. Sure. Falls for him. And then it's like, you want to be like me? Jump in that acid. And she <laughs> does it. And then he's walking away. Like, I can't believe she did it. And then he's like, wow, she did it for me. Jumps in with her. Right. Kisses her. That's what brings the relationship together. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. they keep they they fucking form this bond over like just wanting to be themselves. Like I like that. Yeah. Well put. I like that. <laughs> I like it too. Um Regardless, I still don't like the Joker. <laughs> I don't like Harley Quinn. I find them both like not great representations of the character. Yeah. Regardless, we should move on. We gotta move on. Um the main villain in this if you haven't known already, it's Enchantress. Enchantress. <laughs> who, um, who has very vague motivations. Yeah. Like, she wants to take over the world? Yeah. I don't know. She wants to, to be... destroy the world? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you, you don't know. It all just ends with another big blue beam I feel going like, up into the sky again. I feel like her motivation is the same as Superman's motivation as people don't like her enough. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, there's a lot of parts in this where she is visually 
great. Yeah. Like that point where she first changed and that hand comes up and grasps that underneath and turns it ass. over and it pans up and then she's the enchantress. Yeah. Oh my god. That was badass. Awesome shot. And like she is just visually interesting mm-hmm. until the point where she becomes like I don't know, uh, queen enchantress. Yeah, where she's like has that big headdress on and all that shit, and she's or her like, brother looked like CG dog shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I didn't notice like how I guess how bad the CG was. It didn't bother me at all. But a lot of people have said that, so I guess I'll just take it as fact that it didn't look really great. No, it, and, he looked. It looked like the brother looked like completely out of place. Where like they put him, they like the first time they introduce him, it's in a grimy subway station. Yeah. And then they, and then like he transforms into what he becomes, and then he's like he's sleek, he's shiny, and yeah. it's like why are you this? You're in a fucking, I don't know. Like he looked completely, like he was like super like light compared to like a dark subway. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea said she it reminded her of uh, the destroyer robot from the first Thor movie. Kind yeah. of like segmented and like kind of glowing in parts. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't disagree yeah, with I can you see on that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's cool. Like, Enchantress had a few cool parts that we just said, but overall, like, yeah. her motivations are questionable. I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be doing what they do in, at the end of every superhero movie. Is like yep. a beam of blue lights shooting up into the sky. <laughs> That's so many blue lights. <laughs> what so the fuck? They the the fucking heroes of the story have to go stop the blue lights. Yeah, and they and they do. Yep. Enough on Enchantress. But uh, they just they need to have like a, a, a blockbuster movie where the villain is Kmart. <laughs> There's the blue light special. <laughs> Amazing. We need to stop the blue light special. <laughs> um the uh who else is in this movie? Oh, uh, an- another great one that has a, a another moment to shine is El Diablo. Yeah. He doesn't do Dude. much of anything through the movie and other characters in this call him out for like yeah we just did all this where were you at brother like yeah. fucking doing nothing because he made a pact to himself that he wouldn't use his powers yeah because of an awful thing that's happened and that yeah becomes to a head in the third act where you find out he wasn't use his powers because when he did he lost control of himself and killed his family yeah and so it's like he he put it to like that i'll never do it again yeah which is Comes off really well, but I think. Then, but then he was put into prison for it, and then he used it again. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But, I mean, not to like a full extent, only under duress. No, but he did it, and then he put like a fucking flame crown on himself. Like, yeah, come at me, oh, boy. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's like, don't you like feel bad for using it because you killed your family? I never really put that together. <laughs> I'm just assuming that he was under duress. And, like, they forced him to do it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe the flame crown was a little much. Like, if they would have, yeah. <laughs> like if it would have been just that, sure. But then they even show, like, the surveillance footage where he's, like, got a flame crown on himself. Like, yeah, that's right. Come at me. Yeah. And he's like, you don't really seem like you did that on accident. <laughs> um, anyway, it gives his backstory and it becomes, you know, makes him a more interesting character. I liked yeah. him more. Yeah. Um. And then he even has, like, more so to his powers by, like, he's actually possessed by, like, a fire demon Yeah, he's God? possessed by a demon, which that's what that's what sets him apart from everybody else when they do the whole thing where, like, she, like, feeds all their desires, and then they get to him, and he's like, no, this is bullshit. 
Yeah. And then she's like, when when did you learn to see? And he's like, since I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually like, really cool. Yeah. And then he whips out the fucking fire demon and fucks up her goddamn brother. <laughs> Even though his brother ends up getting the freaking last, you know, his final straw on him. But, like, the... what? Okay, so... El Diablo almost had him dead to rights. Yeah. And then the the demon brother, I think his name is uh, Incubus. Like, okay. the band. It was, <laughs> it's fucked up. But, like, he ends up, like, getting him pinned down. And then he ends up, like, uh, being overwhelmed. But the whole, like, kind of side thing that's going on is, like, Croc and, like, Sergeant GQ or whatever yeah. is Scott Eastwood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scott Eastwood <laughs> are trying to get this like bomb that's like in the subway tunnels or whatever it's it is. A very weird plan to like blow up underneath them. Yeah. And when it happened, I thought the overall explosion when that bomb went off was not enough to kill like this yeah. s- I guess like mystical god creature. Like, it I just seemed know. like... It did feel like a weird plan. Like, plan aside, I thought, like, just the explosion itself, I'm like, that killed him? Yeah. Like, not El Diablo's hand burning through his chest? I know, that, that small like, explosion like killed it, him. Like, they show that scene where, like, he's putting his burning hand through his chest and he's breathing fire and dying, and I'm like, I don't think they need the bomb anymore. <laughs> and then, he, then they do, and then it goes off and it's like, boom. It's like, oh... That killed both of them. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. So when when you're dealing, keep this. Right, take notes, everybody. So uh, when you're dealing with uh, ancient gods from like Aztec temples, just throw bombs at them. Right. Blow them right up. Yep. Because <laughs> they do it twice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they do. <laughs> um, so on the way to the bomb, uh, Scott Eastwood and like a uh, two other fucking no name people like. And Killer Croc yeah. go to get the bomb. Killer Croc, not really a huge part in this movie. Yeah. What do you think of his little scuttle into the water? <laughs> Very out of character, right? Yeah, I don't know. It was just whatever. He didn't do anything like that before. And yeah. He's like, I'll go get it. And then he like gets down on all fours and scuttles <laughs> into the water. I'm like, why'd you have to do that? I like how like Killer Croc becomes like more and more black as the show as the movie goes on. <laughs> like he goes from like saying nothing to like "What up, Shawty?" <laughs> yeah, and like uh, at one point where they Suicide Squad eventually triumphs over yeah. the uh, like all power for evil, they kind of ask for like favors when they go back to prison. And he's like, "What do you want?" B E T. I want B E T. But like. He really has no other line. I guess he had more of, like, a part um, in, like, other cuts of the movie. Oh, really? Not, like, huge parts. Yeah. But you know in the bar scene where he uh, says, like, I'm beautiful. Yeah. Like, that was... They do a dance number? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, they have, like, parts in other cuts in the movie that lead up to that line that, like, make it more of a payoff. Okay. Rather than, like, when he says it, it's like... That feels out of place. It did feel out of place. Um, Especially when they go from, like, Harley Quinn being like, you're ugly. I ain't ugly. I'm beautiful. Yeah, you are. You just contradicted yourself, <laughs> Harley Quinn. <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's knock out the rest of the characters. Who have we talked okay. about already? Jaconnaissance. Um, Jaconnaissance. 
Captain Boomerang. Jai Courtney I, is an amazing character actor. I love Captain Boomerang yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I wanted a fuck ton more of Captain Boomerang in me this. Me too. Because there's a few points in this movie where I he had me rolling. Like, not only the part where they, like, just cut open the bag and he immediately just go, <laughs> gets up and wants to punch somebody. But, like... um. The, like he's trying to just sneak away and he cracks open like a Guinness or whatever and yeah. like just drinking that or like at the in the bar scene yeah. where Rick Flagg eventually comes in like, he's like you, you know, know what guys I'm destroying this freaking thing that'll blow up at the things in your neck and he just bolts out of there I'm like yes I know. awesome and like Neil brought up to me and I was like I would have liked it so much more if it's like at the very end like he does not show up at all after no. that like he just leaves <laughs> no, he's gone yeah, he's gone um, I, the, I would, that was the one thing that, um, with like the editing, I think that's like screws it up because yeah. he bolts out of there yeah. and eventually like that ends the bar scene. Like that would I feel like that was like taped in the, let's make this funnier, like, yeah, like, uh, reshoots. And then they're like, Oh fuck. He needs to come back. He's in the fucking final fight scene, but it doesn't need to be really, I know. And so like. Like he bolts, and then like a minute later, he's just like walking with him. He's just a walking beer. with him again. I'm yeah. like, oh shit! Like yeah. that's kind of fucked. It was up. weird. It's like it would have been exactly what we said. Like better than if he just didn't show up again. And then, like at the end, it shows like police recapturing <laughs> yeah. him again and putting him in Bell Reeve where he gets like the shitty prison cell. Yeah. Well, like everyone gets what they want except him who gets yeah. put in the fucking shitty detention cell. That would have been amazing. I know. But yeah, I'm I'm calling it here. Jaconnaissance started. Man, he needs to play Suicide more character Squad. actor, like more character roles. Like right. everything he gets put in, he's like the fucking like badass like Yeah. I'm coming to save the day. Yeah, super serious and he looks doesn't work. Super shitty. Yeah. Like in this, I was fucking. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved, loved him in yeah, this. Every single second of fucking Captain Boomerang, I was all, I was a hundred percent on board for. Right. Even like his little vignette in the beginning, the Flash is in this movie. Yeah. Totally blew me off guard. <laughs> like I had no idea that like Captain Boomerang is captured by the Flash in this movie. Yeah. And I guess that scene was also directed by. Uh, Zack Snyder. Oh as well. yeah, because yeah, because they they filmed it while they were doing Justice League. Yeah, so it, I mean, it looked great right. for the minute that it was a thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, uh, it was amazing. It totally surprised me. I was amazed. Um, Rick Flag in this is kind of like the leader of the group. Yeah. And, like, he's the one, like, on Amanda Waller's side that's supposed to keep all these guys in line. If they don't, he can kill them with the exploding chip in the neck. Yeah. He is a cardboard cutout in this movie. I know. And I'm such a big fan of the fucking actor that plays him, too. See, he's the guy who played RoboCop. Yeah. The new RoboCop. Yeah. And I, I liked him more in that than I liked I him in know. this. I know. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, man. Because he's, uh, he's in that show, uh, The Killing, that I used to watch. And he's fucking awesome in that. Like yeah, he plays like he this guy that's kind of like he's got like a, like a like a ghetto thing to him. And it's like in this, it was just like he said every line like very plain and ugh. very droll. I know. And like he actually has like a love interest with like the alter ego of the enchantress. Yeah. But it's like why? Like she's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> So like, and they even played that up. Like, I would have liked that more if they would have actually done something with it. But it's like, 
I feel like I would have been more invested in their relationship if I was would have shown up later to the movie and I'm like, what happened? And it's like, oh, Rick Flag is a fucking intent- enchantress. Okay, I'm on board. As opposed to what they showed <laughs> me in the fucking right. that's exactly movie. Because that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. They just showed him in a hotel room kissing and it's like, they're together. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so enough on him. Uh, uh, who's another person in this? Uh, I know there's more. Katana. Yeah. Does nothing. 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 They could have kept her out of this. Yeah. Um, if you like, oh, you were late for the plane, and she walks in. Like, who the fuck is this? And Katana isn't even a bad guy. She's yeah. Like she's kind of. Uh, she's like the backup. Ad- yeah. yeah, she's a, a yeah backup to Rick Flag to yeah. keep everybody else in check. Yeah, and like her story is actually pretty cool. Like she has the sword of yeah. or she's got the souls of everybody she's killed trapped in the sword that she yeah. carries, including her husband. Yeah, and then she doesn't take anybody's soul. It's like that weird freaking. Uh, it's like a a film rule where it's like something somebody's gun that like if you have a gun that's introduced and you don't use it it makes everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like I just keep forgetting Katana's in the movie cuz she does nothing. literally nothing Absolutely in this. Absolutely fucking except nothing in kill this. like the dog shit monsters or yeah. whatever they are. Yep. But that's it. The fucking fish-eyed fuckers that just like walk around. Yeah. Which it's like okay, so they and then they had that scene where they show how she makes the soldiers and she pres- basically makes out with them. There's a fuck ton of those shul- soldiers in here. Yep. So she had to spend like hours on end making <laughs> out with a bunch of fucking dudes. I'm looking up Suicide Squad to see if we missed any characters. Like hours she spent, she had to spend just making out with random. And she was just like doing like a weird dance in front of her machine, and someone would walk up, and then she would just like make out, and they turn like this big cloud and come back as like a weird fish-eyed monster thing. Oh, you know who we forgot. Who? Big Bad Slipknot. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's barely in it. <laughs> you know what I did like, though? That Captain Boomerang, like, tricked him into killing himself. Yeah. Because I, that's actually, um, I did, I've never read any Suicide Squad ever. Yeah. But, like, since the movie's been out, there's been, like, learn the Suicide Squad on, like, YouTube and stuff. Yeah. So I was, like, yeah. reading all the, or uh, watching all that shit. And, like, Captain Boomerang in the books... Does the exact same thing in the books that he does in the movie. He, like, tricks Slipknot into killing himself. (laughs) So I'm just like, perfect. That's awesome. Well, like, uh, um, uh, I I saw something online where I guess, like, uh, they they also do that with, like, KG Beast, who was in, like, BVS. Yeah. Like, that would have been badass if they would have been, like, a thing where, like, if Batman didn't fucking kill him. If, like, he, like, captured him, and then he was part of Suicide Squad, and he was the one they ended up, like, blowing up. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I would have liked like that, Like, it would have been, too. like, a sweet connection to uh, BVS. Right. I for people that actually liked it. Yeah, I would have dug it. <laughs> I would have dug that. Um, Let's see. I think we've kind of touched on a lot of stuff. Is there any other, like, things you wanted to bring up? I have a few written down here. Ah, oh, man. Um... Well, like, uh, talking about, like, how they, they would also kind of, like, go back and, like, cover their tracks. Like, there was that thing where, uh, when, like, the Enchantress first gets away and then, like, Waller just starts, like, fucking stabbing her heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, why don't you just fucking blow it up and kill her? And then they do that thing where, uh, they, like, go to save her and then she was like, man, like, she did that whole thing where it's like, she's, like, building her own army. Like, she could build an army for us. 
Oh, yeah. And then true. it's like, oh, fuck. So that's why she didn't, like, just full-out kill her. Like, they... Even even though... Like, this fucking Amanda Waller's ballsy as fuck. Where, like, this <laughs> chick's taking over an entire fucking city. And she's like, all right, so once I can control her, then we can make it... Bitch, you can't control this. <laughs> There's yeah. no way in fuck you can control right. this. Yeah. But she's like, no, no. When I get a hold of her and then I'm able to do her, get her to do what I want, then I can have my own army. No, you can't. Yeah. You are so... Like that's Idiot. what I that's but no that's what I love about Amanda Waller is like she thinks she has every situation under control and yeah. it's hilarious yeah. I love it. Um, the uh, soundtrack in this movie is pretty great. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like they use that as a bit of a crutch. The, the music is very weird at times. Right. Like that Slim Shady song. <laughs> yeah. That, I felt that was a little uh, out of place. Not even out of place. It just like stuck out like a sore thumb. But, like, a, the soundtrack overall is I, pretty great. They spent yeah. a lot of money on getting these, oh, yeah. the rights to all these songs. But, like... I know. It felt like the person that made this soundtrack was, like, went to a bar and just sat in the corner and listened to the jukebox and just wrote down all the names. Yeah, the, all the songs of the greatest <laughs> hits or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yet, I, I definitely feel like they use this as a crutch. Because yeah. I was actually talking to Ghost Hunter Dave this weekend, and I was saying, like... If they didn't have those songs in there and they just had them scored, I think this movie wouldn't have been as, like, poppy. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because they use pop songs, but, like, yeah, as, like, fun to watch. Yeah. And, like, I, I even, like, heard, like, a review where it's, like, I, I bet they did that, like, after the bad BBS yep. reviews. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that was one thing I had. Um, do you want to just know what... Ghost Hunter Dave reactions were? Give me Ghost Hunter Dave's reaction. He hated this movie. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> he, I love it. He was actually going to come out tonight, but um, I say that almost every other show. Of course. At this point. But like he was going to come out tonight, um, but couldn't make it. But he's like, I really don't need to go on your show just to talk shit about a movie. Like yeah. it's not it's not gonna be any fun to listen to. Yeah. It could have been because it would have been like a wildly different oh, view yeah. from us. And then we could have been like, Oh like BVS <laughs> <laughs> And like I have like a hard time f you know what our our conversation that you had this weekend, I didn't disagree with a lot of things he said. Okay. Because I'm like, you know what? I see your point. Like yeah. they did do that in the movie. Yep. And he just happened to not like it where I could overlook it. Yeah. So that was fine. But he ended up just Hating it. He almost, he described it as, like, it's almost as bad as Wolverine Origins. Oh, shit. And I'm like, ooh, I don't think it's that bad. But he <laughs> does think it deserves, like, the 26% or whatever it has on Rotten gotcha. Tomatoes. Yeah. So, I mean, different strokes, different folks. Like, he's still a friend. I'm not going to hold it against him my whole life. <laughs> even though he likes Batman v Superman for some fucking weird reason. <laughs> uh, but GHD... Get back on the show. We like you. Yeah. We still like you. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, JHD did not like this film one bit. Hey, it's all good. Um, there's not really much anything else that I wanted to bring up um, besides, like, maybe an overall score. What would you What would you uh, grade Ooh, this movie? Oh, man. Uh, I think overall I would probably give it uh, I think I'd give it a C plus. Like, yeah. it's very... It's very disjointed. It's very they rush a lot of things. But like yeah, like you said it's overall it's it's fun and I feel like 
like the main reason I give it like like to that low of a score is like uh, I feel like they missed an opportunity to like do this further down the road when mm. they have these like villains established, and then they can actually like actually like make like like a reverse Avengers movie. Sure, and like actually like make it work like make it something revolutionary where it's like there suck at marvel yeah that okay i can see that but it's like they just like i don't even know why this is the third movie i don't know either it it definitely is something different so yeah. maybe that's what they wanted like, to yeah. do like it's it's different but it was like it felt so rushed and it, it almost kind of felt like it was like they initially went into it trying to find an excuse to introduce a joker cuz he's so popular yeah but then it's like well we got to do it and we can't really fit him into the story, so we got to cut him out of a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was gonna give this movie a B minus. Actually, okay. just a step up from you. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I do have gripes with the movie, and a lot of people have like negative things to say about it. I see a lot of your points. Yeah. I just happen. I can overlook those. Maybe because maybe I got tricked by all that pop music that they threw in there. Maybe it. I just didn't feel like watching it. It was ever like a slog. No. And I was like, this fun? Like, anytime yeah. it got slow, they threw in like an action scene, which I never really thought was all too terrible. Or they yeah. had like a poppy some song to something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm having fun the way all the way through this. Like, at the end of the day, I thought the movie was fun. I can totally see different everybody's point oh, yeah. of view. Yeah. So that's, that's where the B minus yeah. comes from. I feel like... I don't know. Some of the worst stuff in here is like the action just because it's like there's because like all of the all of like the drones or whatever are just all look the same. Yeah. Like you can't invest anything into any single any kill they make. You can't invest a fucking thing into it. I actually wish they would have actually for being the Suicide Squad killed more people. I know. Like they only Slipknot and El Diablo are the only ones to die and El Diablo goes out guns blazing. Yeah. You know. I wish, like, I don't know, maybe Croc died or something like that. Like, yeah. n- not Croc, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know who else could be, who would who would die. But uh, I, I almost wish they played on that a little bit more. Like, I, I don't know, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, so this actually being the third film that you brought that up, what, uh, out of the three that have come out so far, where, what would you rank them? Oof, man. Um, well, of course, BVS said last. Okay. Um, man, I don't know. Like, it's really hard because <laughs> I feel like Man of Steel is, like, the better movie, but I feel like they did, like, Man of Steel is, like, the better, like, all-around movie, but Suicide Squad felt, like, more fun than Man of Steel. I agree with that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of. It's definitely a toss up between the two. Which one would you want to watch more again? Hmm. Probably Suicide Squad because it's, there's more of a cavalcade of characters as opposed to just cardboard ass Henry Cavill. Okay. Because <laughs> um, you know I'm such a big fan of his. Right. I know. Uh, I I would agree with you. I think Batman v Superman is my least favorite at this point. Yeah. Um, I think I would put Suicide Squad at number two. I still like Man of Steel, actually, yeah. quite a bit. I, f- I still feel like it's a, a better film. And uh, Zod's still a better villain than every- yeah. anybody else that we've gotten oh, so yeah. far. Yep. And so I, I think I'm still putting that at number one. Fair enough. There you go. I dig it. My, my, JT. Uh, we got no letters this week. 
It's um, probably a good thing we didn't get letters this week. <laughs> we're running long. We're getting pretty long. Oh boy. But so uh other than uh these last uh two movies we were talking about, is there anything else you've been watching this week? Well, I told you, Troy. We had a pretty we long did. discussion about it. I finally got around and saw the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, yeah. We were chatting about that this morning or the day before? The day before I think yeah, I think it was yesterday. And um yeah, it's uh, it's not good. No, <laughs> it is not. It is not it good. It is not. It definitely it felt... has premise from where it starts. Yeah. But like, yeah, it definitely it... felt like Josh Trank wanted to make one movie, and the studio wanted to make another movie, and yep. then it was just like, like I want to make this movie, and it's like, well, then we want to fire you, and then it... yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty and that's much kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah, like I even told you, like it's pretty much like the the. When it gets to the uh, when it gets to the headline of one year later, yeah, then it's a completely it's pretty much what the studio wanted, but rushed really fast. Yeah, it, of like it's sloppy. now they're all soldiers and they're fighting things, and it's like, it's like <sighs> oh my, wow, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's it's not good. No, not a good movie. <laughs> not but, gonna lie. Uh, yeah, not it's awful. <laughs> it's not good. It is not good. Also, uh. I saw, and uh, so, like, my girlfriend has been watching the show called uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh-huh. And uh, I visited her one time, and she was watching. She was like, do you want to watch an episode with me? And I was like, fine, sure. So I watched it. Jesus Christ, am I hooked. Oh, really? On RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I heard the show was really fun to watch. Jesus Christ. I mean, there's just something about men dressing like women that is the most entertaining thing. <laughs> And even, like, watching men act like catty bitches towards each other is just the most entertaining oh, thing. Really? Like, we've already made it through the like, the entire, like, like the fourth season. That's, like, the one season. That's the first, like, the oldest season they have on Hulu. Oh, okay. So we watched all of that. Holy shit, and, like, more than four seasons already? Yeah, I think it's, like, at seven or eight or oh something. Oh, my lord. But, like. Yeah, we watched all like we were like super invested. Like we had ones we were rooting for. Nice. And we were like we would like watch like two episodes together like every night and be like, oh my god, fucking Latrice Royale. Me, <laughs> me, uh, me and Chelsea do the same thing when we're watching like some reality. Like uh, we watch Ink Master together yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll pick a person from the beginning and be like, come on, go, yeah, yeah. go, whatever your name, your stupid tattoo name is, Boogerhead or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But like, well, we rootin's for them. Oh, that Boogerhead's a really good name, but yeah. do they have penetration? No, they don't. Well, that's one of the missed car- opportunity that's for Ink Master there. and Madame Lequeef. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like I don't want to watch the show, but I feel like if I walked in on Chelsea watching it, oh, I would dude. probably continue to dude, watch like, it. Drag queens are one of the. It's one of those rare things where it's like. You can be like, there's like two kinds. There's either like super entertaining, or there's like really just beautiful, and just awful. And <laughs> both, like both, like like drag queens can be hilarious, and then like the ones that are like really hot that think they're everything uh-huh. are so fucking fun to watch fail. Good. It's yeah. Amazing. If if you if you got the time and you have Hulu, check out RuPaul's Drag Race because it is and it is really gay, so gay. Oh yeah, so sure. gay. Yeah. They have a pit crew, which is just guys in underwear that just like nice. present them with things. <laughs> but yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Wouldn't check it out. Expect anything less. <laughs> <laughs>
And every time, anytime RuPaul enters a room, there's at least one person who's like, "Hi, Ru." <laughs> so anytime, anytime they show RuPaul, I say it just to piss off my girlfriend. <laughs> nice, I like that. Um, anything else? That that's it. That'll for do you? it. That'll do it for me. Um, Chelsea and I uh, watched Interstellar. She's actually never seen it. Really? Yeah. And I wanted to watch it again because I it is on Hulu. Oh yeah. And uh, God, I love that movie. What did she think? She cannot stop thinking about it. She, it's been in her head for the last few days, she oh, said. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she's obviously breaking down when he was watching, like, her his kids grow up through, like, the relay messages and stuff. Oh, of course. And, like, when, like, his first son's, like, child dies and, like, his daughter doesn't want to talk to her and he eventually she eventually does and all that stuff. And then when it gets to the end, <laughs> I'm, like, spoiling all of Interstellar oh, if you course, seen yeah. it. Of course, yeah. And, like... He sees her as an old woman, and, like, he's still the same age, and she's just, like, going through a box of tissues at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just emotionally wrecking her. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I love Interstellar. Even it though is it, good. And I think I picked up a little bit more on it watching it this time than when you and me went to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go back and rewatch because I, I, I even got it, like, on Black Friday once, and I just haven't really put it in and watched it yet i have to go back and watch it uh we just recently uh i haven't seen the martian neither of us have and we recently picked that up but like i've I, for whatever reason i want to watch interstellar first and then watch the martian yeah. so that's what was leading up to it we still haven't watched the martian yet we'll martian's get, good i know I like that's it. what i heard um and the only thing else i kind of just want to throw in there i just watched it today during Comic-Con, uh, Rick and Morty, they didn't have really anything to show, yeah. but they did have a recreation of a courtroom scene oh, God. that took place, Yeah, and they recreated as Rick and Morty doing it. Yeah. It is hilarious. Did, didn't I send that to you? I think you did, <laughs> but I also uh, reposted it today on our uh, Twitter page, Yeah, and I reposted it on oh, my personal so one as well. It's so fucking good, too. Yeah. It's, God, it's so funny. When he it just even, tells, even, start, <laughs> starts telling the judge to suck his dick, oh my god. It's even like set up like a Rick and, like it sounds like it would be a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is amazing. I yeah. love it. I love I might watch it again before I go to bed. Oh, man. Um, I might just go back and rewatch Rick and Morty again because it's so fucking good. Yeah, I I blew through the second season as soon as it dropped. And yeah. actually, Ghost Hunter Dave has been texting me about like every night because he's watching it right now. He's yeah. like, oh, my God, this episode was so funny. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that episode. I know. But yeah. Ugh, man. So many good things out there, everybody. It is. Yeah. Well, catch Rick and Morty. It's on Hulu both seasons. It's It's good. Yeah. You can watch yeah. them all. It's really good. Um, well, JT, um, if people want to talk about Rick and Morty to you, where can they do that? They can do that at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for Everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not slap chat? Slap chat. <laughs> slap chop. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Try and spell my name on a slap chop. <laughs> and then I'll appear. You can find us both at Off Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Uh, you can find us both at Facebook.com slash Off Topic Podcast if you're into the whole Facebook thing. All of our episodes, past, present, and future on SoundCloud.com slash Off Topic Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes as well if you're into the old iOS thing. <laughs> and you know what? Why are there? Why don't you shoot us a review? Because it 
if you like the show, it'll help other people find the show as well. True that. If you have a message that you would like to send that's over 140 characters and really want to elaborate on your thoughts, such as the Judester. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Judester. <laughs> Uh, you can do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Review review spelled just as it is in the title of the episode. JT, what a show. What a show. What we a time stamp. packed it full of Joker-related content. What, what, what kind of time stamp are we looking at right now? Almost two and a half. Yeah. Well, we, we, we doubled up the review. We did. We, we doubled did. them up so the show's double long. Yep, there it is. Go. It's nowhere. It's nowhere near the uh, top ten we did, but it's still uh, <laughs> oh my, that yeah. episode. That my was God. a long one. But maybe not, next, maybe right at the end of the year, we'll do a top five. <laughs> I don't know. I'm liking those top tens. All right, there we go. We'll see. We'll maybe see. We'll, maybe we'll do them earlier in the. Di- we'll find like a day where we can do it earlier or something. There we go. I like those top tens. I'm telling you. Uh, we had an uh, idea for next week. What was it? Preacher, man. Oh, yeah. Preacher's done. Preacher. Everyone, if you haven't finished Preacher, do it before next week because we we'll be talking about yep. it in full. We got to get Preacher done. I got some pretty interesting, interesting things to say about Preacher. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to see if I can get Dinosaur Neil on next week. Dinosaur Neil, I know you're listening. Yeah. See if you can stop by next week because yeah. you're he actually actively the- reading the book right now, too. Yeah. And he was he was a part of the first impressions podcast we did for it. There you go. Because old Troy here, old me, probably had, had some to, bullshit had to go going had to go on. to a vac- had to vacation or something. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the show, everybody. Join us next week for Preacher. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed uh, our double Joker extravaganza review. Yeah. What were your thoughts on both of them? We would like to know. Uh, let us know. Send it our way. Yeah. Did, were you in the company that hated it? Are you in Ghost Hunter Dave's yeah. company? Or are you in the review review company? The cool one. Yeah, the cool <laughs> people. Not like the, the lame the crowd. The cool side of the pillow. <laughs> but until next time, I'm Short of Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And until we review Preacher, we are off.